Well, this is... Well, if you don't know already, enjoy the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to D4, where I, Devin. And I, Dustin, Codium, a 5th edition game of Dungeons & Dragons. They certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, everyone. For all those that missed it, please go back and watch the one-shot we did with some amazing Black creators on our D4 Due Process charity stream and support them and all Black people in the community. Also, we want to say Happy Pride Week. And to remind everyone that gay, lesbian, bisexual, queer, asexual, non-binary, and trans rights are human rights. No question, period. Much is written in the stars for those that believe in astrology. For those born in Theros, this goes beyond superstition or belief and is rooted in fate and destiny. Heroic feats determined by the gods through omens, giving you supernatural gifts beyond the veil of mere mortals. But worry not, for the stars have aligned one last time to bring an omen from beyond, a blessing of the gods to be bestowed upon one lucky mortal Enter hashtag beyond for the fates to smile down upon you and offer you the chance at owning a digital copy of Mythic Odyssey of Theros on D&D Beyond. Have you ever tried to hand make your own miniature? Yeah, it didn't work out very well. <laughs> Working with green stuff, uh, plastic kit batching, or even trying to learn 3D modeling. It's hard, right? Mm -hmm. So let's not get into forging one for metal because that's a whole different set of skills. Yeah. <clears throat> Looking at you, Gil. But... With Eldritch Foundry, creating the perfect miniature is made easy. Enter hashtag Eldritch to win your miniature made from the highest quality plastic resin on eldritchfoundry.com. Tater to win, make sure you are on the Rock Punch ATL's Twitch channel and enter the hashtags into chat. Remember to only enter once so you're not disqualified. And also remember that subscribers and Twitch Prime subscribers are three times more likely to win. We will do a reminder at break for the drawing at the end of the episode where we will message you on Twitch to find your information to, uh, to get your information to get you your prizes. Yes. We hate that COVID has caused us to leave our beautiful studio and not be able to see all these amazing players that we have. Oh. We promise we have plans to return back to our lovely gaming home soon. However, with online playability, we've been able to have a bunch of amazing guests and charitable one-shots that would otherwise not be possible, and we want to thank all of them for being a part of our show. Yeah. And next week, we are adding to that list of amazing and talented special guests with Megan Kenrick from Silver and Steel. Oh, yay! Oh, We're so excited that Megan is going to be joining us, and uh, we cannot wait for her to join the D4 family. Woo! <clears throat> with that, let's hear from our sponsors. Yeah! Mythic Odyssey of Theros. It's a thing, but do you know what else goes with the Mythic Odyssey of Theros? Mythic Dice! From the D&D Beyond Digital Dice set that is currently being distributed right now, everyone can roll the dice now. But can you roll the Mythic Dice? No, you cannot, for those must be purchased with your money. But what does, the what does the digital dice offer you? I will roll a tribute to the gods now and see what they have given me. D&D &D has bestowed upon me a three. But what does this mean? 
Tis a mighty three, a three that could change the very destiny of your life. So, if you want to trust your fate to the gods of dice, buy the mythic dice set from the D&D Beyond Marketplace. Go and find them now. They are crafted from electricity and seem to pulse with an unknown energy. Place your lives and your fate in the hands of the gods. Mythic dice. I'm just saying I bought the mythic dice because of course I did, and they are gorgeous. I'm just gonna throw that out there. So yeah, you wanna get them, they're really cool. And blessed by the gods! They are! They've rolled really well for me. But that's not what I'm here to talk about right now. I'm here to talk about Beetle and Grimm because they're amazing. And you know what I love? Drinking. And you know what's awesome? Beetle and Grimm loves drinking too. In fact, they're doing a drunken Q&A this Thursday, and it is going to be incredible. It's almost like an ask me anything about Beetle and Grimm because they're not going to have filters, and it's going to be amazing. So you should go to their Twitter page, look up the info, tune in for that. They're also, uh, Bill and Paul will be on Nerdarchy this Friday, which is a wonderful duo of uh, people who run the channel, and I absolutely adore them, and they should be supported. So go see the four individuals who rock my face on Nerdarchy this Friday. And don't forget, Beetle and Grimm will be doing things during D&D Live, which is coming up, and it's going to be amazing. So yeah, D&D Live, Nerdarchy, Drunken Antics. It's going to be baller. Head over to their Twitter page, which is Beetle and Grimm's, uh, at Beetle and Grimm's, and get the details. We're gonna find out which goblin in the shipping market they, they like more. I mean, we all know who it is. It's me. You can just stop talking. Anyways, mm, <laughs> is it though? Now, um, <laughs> before before those two tear each other apart, let me ask you something. Do do you think my hair is so dang cute and fluffy? Do you think that there should be a miniature similar to someone who looks like me with very cute fluffy hair? Is that what you're thinking right now? Maybe you are. And the best way to get into that is with Eldritch Foundry because they have something even better. You see, when I have my cute fluffy hair, I like to pose just a little bit, just enough to keep it fresh. And they have a new pose, freeform posing for your character. So you can actually pose your fluffy haired cute individual this way, just like me. Have one of your own, your own Ethan miniature. It's a little weird, but I condone it. And not only can you do that, if you have a 3D printer at home, for just two bucks and 50 cents, you can have an STL for yourself and print out your own little Ethan. A cute fluffy hair, bam! Could be yours. Only $2.50. It's fantastic. A great deal. Eldritch Foundry. Check them out. They're the best place to get your miniatures. That's cool. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. You're watching us now and you could be watching us in a different way later on rock punch atl they make a lot of content like the punch bowl which yours truly was on very recently and we talk a lot about aliens and vampires because those are the only two things i know how to talk about um there was a little bit of like wolf erotica thrown in there but you're just gonna have to listen to find that out for yourself. We also are having um, the lovely Ashley joining them this week. Babs the Bat. Does she have another username? 
I'm sure she does. That's the one that I remember. So throwing that one out there. Yeah, Babs, gonna be on there. Listen out for her. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Rock Punch ATL. And you know what you need for Mythic Odysseys, Drunken Ants. Oh, Chaotic Tiefling ATL. I didn't mean to cut you off, I'm sorry. It's totally fine. <laughs> and making miniatures and cutting people off, you need t-shirts and mugs. And we have those all at d4dnd.com. Go browse the selection, see what you like, and maybe buy some. See you later. Without further ado, let us immerse ourselves into the Chronicles of D4. Then the pants turned out to be the the rash pants, so I had to put them back. No, oh, I would put them back. That's the right. Place yeah, right yeah. Place. And we're back. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. <clears throat> didn't see you there. <laughs> Last time on desperately departing a doomed dwelling, <laughs> the BFGs watched the remaining fight of the Umber Legion get eaten by a frog hemoth, and Kuma's frontline fighters. Uh, become victorious against a mutated, multi-limbed, and faced troll. With anticipation, they try to figure out what happens next and how they are going to plant the final smoke powder barrel. Binley, cleverly using Savard, stealthily watches the frontline fighters be escorted and taken back into the area where the beasts are kept on the other side of the arena. And the BFGs quickly learn their final fight is against some of those they consider friends. As the two teams square off, Harold tries to subtly tell the other team the plan, but it is completely lost on Kuma. However, the other bard, Ricard, picks up on what it is, and as a show of entertainment, throws up a silence. This and the magically constructed pillars and walls allow Voss to conceal the barrel against the wall by the door. As the two teams try not to kill each other, but make a good show of it, waiting for the sign of something to happen, there is an earth-shattering explosion, and the entire arena shakes, causing loose rocks from above to come crashing down onto the spectators and fighters in the arena. 
Chaos ensues, with the arena crumbling as the spectral watchful eye from above screams, Sailgar! Before suddenly materializing as a floating beholder that disintegrates its way towards its private chamber. Gnarl, the drow spy, comes in with a torch, but is crushed the last second, trapping him by a falling door as the torch falls and lights the barrel. The BFGs quickly get him out as they make their way up the walls of the fighting pit and into the stands with Voss almost losing his trusty grappling hook. They head into the curving corridor of eyes and run into Kuma and the frontline fighters. But just as they're about to greet the other team, the barrel that was set in that hallway goes off, blasting the two groups apart and causing the ceiling to collapse permanently, cutting them off from each other. With only one choice left of how to get out, they head towards the final barrel to light. However, as the BFGs and Kuzima turn to flee this place, they are confronted by the major domo Amergo, Nasca, and a Duragar, and the Duragar that escaped the Dripping Dagger in weeks before. As the BFGs fight for their lives, unknowing how much time they have before the Beholder finds them, noticing the disintegrated tunnels created, created before, they defeat the Dwarven blockade with heavy uh, blows to themselves. With the last smoke powder keg in sight, Kuzima stops and tells them to go on. He will be right behind them. As he feels a burning sensation in his throat, the Dragonborn breathes fire for the first time in his life and flames cause the explosion of the barrel. He sees within those flames the Fire Lord God show him where he must go next. And as the explosion ignites behind them, racing up the stairwell, that is where we start tonight's session. You all rush up the set of eerily illuminated stairs that empty out into a pitch dark cavern system. The explosion kicks up a torrent of dirt as the hot air rushes past you and collapses the stairwell behind you. You are left with the sinking and concerned feeling as you are cut off from your most recent ally, Kuzima, and his lovable and helpful salamander of fire, Zawadi. Just as you were cut off from Kuma and the frontline fighters. The only thing you have now is the hope that they too can find their own way out. You reveal for a moment, you revel for a moment, letting the feeling of triumph wash over you, knowing you have just dealt a very heavy blow to the Xanathar Guild by dismantling their base of operations. Voss, through your keen mind, you remember back to a time where you were down here with Maloon. Through that, you know exactly the path you need to take that leads to a secret opening into a sewer, and thereafter the labyrinth of tunnels that lead to the plumbing system below Trollskull Alley. You could even enter through the recently installed secret door of the basement cellar, but you would be back at Trollskull Manor and not Branderthal Villa, where you all where you are all currently staying. The earth be uh, beneath you begins to rumble at your feet, reverberating the destruction from below. What do you all do? I pull out my sewer map. <laughs> I, uh, Dro's name again, what was it? Uh, uh, Gnarl. Gnarl. I turn to Gnarl and say, We need to escort you back to your brother. You know, our plan was nearly thwarted. When a search party spotted Thorven planted a barrel of the Xenathar Crypts. I used my only healing elixir on him when he fell. The deep elven man continues with exasperated breaths. 
as he looks over his wounds. I would ask if it is possible. If you have somewhere I can find peace for the night. But you have already helped me so much and it would be rude for me to overstay my welcome. We know we know how you sunwalkers look down upon us who uh, dwell in the shadows. Oh, no, Vaz dwells in the shadows all the time and we don't look down on him. Then he steps up to him and looks him in the eye. How bad does he look hurt? Um, he pretty bad. She just stares at him for a second and then says, looks like both of our mistresses were looking down on us as she starts putting bandages on him. Okay. Going to use uh, the healer's kit? Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, five. Does, does Harold see any, like, big, like, places that will be very visible now that we're on the outside? Are we outside yet? No, no, no. no not yet. So, you are outside of the Xanathar Guild lair, yes. But you are in the cavern system of okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that runs underneath, and that leads to uh, the sewers. Got it. I'm going to um, pull out the map and try to remember where in the sewers we came out because it wasn't that long ago and plan out a route to get to uh, the Never Ember Estate from there. You can make an uh, intelligence check at disadvantage. And Gnarl takes uh, nine plus his maximum number of hit dice in healing. Intelligence? Uh, that's going to be... Wait, where is... Oh yeah, it's at the top. <laughs> it's an 18. This, you know about where um, <clears throat> in the sewer system you were, and it is kind of on the cusp of uh, the castle ward and the dock ward. Okay. Um, but uh, Gnarl, uh, after you're done bandaging up, he goes, thank you. Um, you all did very well tonight. Thanks. Um, this way, guys. Who um, all saw you? Oh, they are dead. Survive. They are dead. It was right. a it was a bugbear and a kinku. All right. Yeah. And uh, Voss, you distinctly remember uh, Nasca telling a kinku to take a bugbear to look for um, Narl. Yes. Harold's- um. I am supposed to get this guy back to Davil, yeah? Yes? <clears throat> no. no. Not Davil. The other guy. Jarlaxle. Yep. Do I know I would ask him <clears throat> where Jarlaxle is in the city then, and if we can take him there? <clears throat> um, if you have any idea of where he might be. Uh... I know. The theater. I, yep. I had an idea on that too. So, um... I hope you have some idea of where he is hiding. This theater is what it is. Um, ever since I heard of the explosion, I do not know where Commodore Zord resides. I would prefer to do that now, if at all possible. If we can do it without walking through the streets, I see no reason why not. We can. If us, I... if you can get me back to where the... Do you remember 
I mean, I go back to I look at the map with Seisha and remembering what I remember about it. Because we come out here, mm -hmm. but I don't remember how to get there. Can anybody... I also can I also using Keymind to help me um, attempt to make a check on what the closest route would be to the theater? Just looking at that and knowing. Um, I pull out my city map. <laughs> yeah, pull it, those two and put, seeing Thank them. You. And Voss, this is the first time where you see a city map and a sewer map side by side. What do I notice? It just might be something you want to look at later. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Um, and uh, you know exactly where the theater is and you can see the easiest route to get there. I pointed out to Seisha and to the mm -hmm. rest of the group. But okay. how do we get there from here? I start you... pointing that out. Yeah, you, you you know, and you can start leading the way. Yeah, I'll hold, I'll hang in the back because I can see the farthest in the dark. Yeah. Might I have my bag back, please, boss? Yes. Um. No, we're gonna. Yep. I give her back the bag. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I'll do it. Thank you. All right, let's get going. I am exhausted. Yeah. V, how are you feeling? I'm just a little, uh, like, shaken up, I guess. It's not every day of building collapses on you. Do you feel comfortable enough to carry me yeah yeah no totally thank you all right how so, many people do you think were caught in it i think that's something i'm trying to think about it let's just keep going as you all begin to make your way through the pitch black underdark caverns is everybody I going? I cast light on my sh my sentinel shield. Okay, there's light on the new sentinel shield. Uh, there rapier. is the light from uh, the rapier, and there is the light from uh, the ghost lantern. And I am not using any light. I'm just looking into the dark behind me. I just got and, my ghost lantern because I can't see shit. Yeah, and Gnarl um, steps all the way to the back with you, Harold, um, more so to stay out of light than right. to nefarious in any ways. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got an eye on him. I'm not worried about it. I figured <laughs> if he was going to betray us, it probably wouldn't be now. <laughs> yeah, this would be poor planning. This would be a really bad... <laughs> oh, wait. V, yep. or, uh, Venley, I need the... There's a shield in your bag. Could you get it out for me? I don't actually have it. She, like, looks over V's shoulder. It's like, yeah. Do you know what it looks like? Yeah, it's a big circular shield, and it's got this eye thing in the middle of it, and it's filigree all around it. It's really pretty. She takes the bag off and holds it over V's shoulder so that you can reach into the bag and grab it, because she has no idea what you're talking about. While okay. everybody is, like, preoccupied and doing this, I move into the darkness. I make sure dude's not watching me, Gnarl, and I'm going to draw the red wing symbol on the wall in the dark. Nice. Okay. Yeah, got it. In pitch blackness, as you step away, you draw three red wings that look very similar to the wings of a uh, winged serpent of the symbol of Xanathar, all in the three like triangle form with an Ouroboros snake in the center. In the center. 
and then I'm going to leave a little message in it. In um, it's just going to say, "We do what you can't." Okay. Oh snap! All right. And then I'm uh, going to leave. Yep, and easily able to one with your 120 feet of seeing in perfect pitch blackness, uh, dark vision, you see the light from where they are as they move in and can easily make your way back up. Um, go ahead and give me a general stealth check, though, to, to sneak right. over. Absolutely. Do, do, do. Holy cow. This 18. shield makes my passive perception really sweet. <laughs> 18. Uh, cool. Yeah, you're able to slip out and slip back without anybody. That, that beats everybody, even with that special shield. Yeah. Yep. By one. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So you all make your way out and you come to the secret door that opens up into the sewers as the stench washes over you, letting the dread of wading through the city's collected wastewater sink in. Narl looks at all of you with a knowing nod and a hopeful look in his eyes of seeing his brother once again. Um, if everybody could... Uh, I tie uh, my you. socks that I keep in my bag around my face. Yep, yep. But I need everybody who is injured to make me constitution saving. Oh, I'm not in the water. Oh. Not me, Shaka. Uh, you have to be in the water to... to I'm being carried by V. Uh, yeah, I'm carrying her. Do fair. I roll at any sort of disadvantage? Nope, you just nope, nope just fair. roll constitution saving throw. Cool. Oh. I am not Oh hurt. no! Don't oh, forget no. to add three. Mm -mm. Oh, okay. okay, add three. Hell yeah. Add three, great. I'm saved. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, uh, Vinley, what'd you get? Oh, you're not there. Uh, v, what'd you get? 29. Voss. Um, I'm not injured. You're not injured. Seisha. 17. All right. Harold. Ooh, eight. All right. Narl got a, a three, unless Seisha's <gasps> uh, bonus helps him, and then it's Yeah, he's an ally. <laughs> <laughs> Six. Uh, all right. You watch as um, the throughout the walking uh, that takes about an hour of navigating these tunnels, having to constantly reference the map, because you've never been this pathway before. Mm. Um, you watch as uh, the black water seeps into the bandages that you've wrapped around Gnarl as he starts to get a little more winded and, and slows his pace, wincing at a little bit of pain as he keeps like scratching at wounds. Question. Uh, same kind of happens for uh, Harold. Harold. If I, if I, with, I, if I need to make a medicine check, sure, but um, if I remove this from them now, is it just going to hit them again immediately? It, it will, but also I'm going to say that as of right now, Seisha doesn't notice this because okay. you're in the front and they're both in the very, Fair. very back. So this will be something that you can notice as soon as you come out of this. Of okay. This. Yeah. So what, can you describe it to me one more again? Well, what, one more again, I'm sorry. Okay. So the black <laughs> water again. seeps into your clothes and clings to your wounds. Uh, you feel a burning sensation at your wounds that also itches and you feel a little bit more winded and you feel um, a little bit more sluggish. Uh, there's no mechanical things yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's um, yep. yeah, all right. Harold does not look comfortable. Harold looks. Harold is complaining. <laughs> oh my god! This is taking so long. 
Harold, we're traversing an entire city underground. I'm aware of that. We're Don't make me turn the sewer around. Oh, yeah, turn the sewer around, Seisha. I'd really like to see you do it. I'm gonna uh, find a way. Actually, you'll find a way? You'll find a way to turn the sewer around? Yeah, yeah, I will. Oh, my God. Wouldn't it look the same if you turned it around? Yes. Oh, wow. She raises a good point. <laughs> the water would flow the other way. Oh, shit. Using Seisha's layout of the sewers, you easily navigate through the twisting maze of sewage, a place you all seem to visit so often that some of you realize you're starting to become accustomed to the wretched stench. It's not as pleasant, it's not pleasant, but somehow you are becoming nose blind to the horrid atrocities that weighed in the black water. Within the next hour, you find yourselves climbing out of the manhole near Eel Street where the illustrious Seven Mass Theater is almost done being remodeled. Under the ever-burning light of the illuminated marquee and the seven large, colorful play masks inside the ticket booth, you see the polished brass of an automaton Nimblerite standing vigilant. You try the door, but it seems to be locked, and you notice the humanoid machine's multiple ceramic-faced heads slowly shift towards your direction. Ah. Uh, I look oh. at Narl. Do you know this? Everyone's and not covered in sewer, thing? by the way. I do not know who, what this is. But We're that here. is one of Zord's constructs. We've right. We're here to see. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of this guy. JB Nevercaught. That's the one. Um, and as you begin to speak, you actually hear Welcome to the Seven Masks Theater home of the greatest show in all of the spenders. Opening midsummer. Would you like... Uh, I'm sorry, but you will have to come back later at a more reasonable hour to purchase tickets. Ah, we will be back in the morning to purchase tickets then. Um, and... But, sorry, go ahead. Looks like someone was about to say something. Yeah. Um, can I hear or see any activity inside the theater. Uh, you... I'm just asking. No. If yeah. it's all dark no, and quiet. Yeah, straight, and no, just from, from this vantage point where you are right now, not okay. really. Um, I truly must insist we see the proprietor on emergency business if you need to go fetch him and tell him that we are here with one of his... Associates. Uh, it's Voss. This is my. This is Zorid's constructs. I'm here to see Duralaxel. And you watch as the eyes behind the mask that once empty deep sockets light up and glow with a dull teal gray for a moment before flickering out again. Right. This way. You are then escorted inside as the Nimblerite. In, uh, <clears throat> you're escorted inside by the Nimblerite to a slightly run-down interior of the old theater. Multiple scaffoldings line the area accompanied by paint buckets and new molding, simple iron ring chandeliers, and a few other accompaniments to help breathe life into the theater and the field ward itself. You are led upstairs into a private office covered in memorabilia and paraphernalia of old Karatur Kabuki-style theater objects. 
standing at the glass window facing away from you, looking down into the theater as a man you saw Jarlaxle change into the last time you met. The burly yellowish bronze skin, black haired and broad, flat feature, flat, fleet, flat features of a jovial Shao man with a braided Fu Manchu goatee wearing a black Fanjin academic tall rectangular hat and a fanciful Shao sick silk layered robe trimmed in mink fur. Uh, so he's not in the nipple suit this time. No, 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 no. He, <laughs> he is no longer Commodore Zord. Yep. Okay. Such a shame. Yep. Thank you, Mr. Brizzlebright. That will be all. You may return to your post. I will entertain our guests. Boss, you remember the name Brizzlebright. As Malcolm Brizzlebright is the name of the ghost you guys saw here of the old proprietor that ended up hanging himself on accident during a, uh, a stage accident. Interesting. I see you've brought me back what I we feared would be lost forever. And for that, Burgundy Arth owes you our thanks. In the future, if you come looking for me, ask for Rong Quan Mystere, or Saifu Mystere. Sifu Mystere. JB Nevercott may be the property owner and landlord, but I am the proprietor of the Seven Mass Theater and my dear friends. The man takes off his hat and throws it onto a hat rack nearby as it fades into a deep purple cavalier hat with a long plumed feather. You then see the Shao man's visage return to that of the handsome, bald, lavender gray skinned, elaborately dressed Jarlaxle Baderay. He continues his words with a flourish he used as a punctuation at the end of a grand entrance. I am both. Oh my gosh! Sorry, I've read about you. Because <laughs> we determined with the floats that she knew about. Oh yeah, you also, yeah. were you not there when he was in the house? Uh-uh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I see my reputation precedes me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all, a, wow. It's all I'm sure it's all true. Wow. What is my brother? Ah. Naro. It is so good to see you, and I take it your mission was successful? We would not be standing here if it was not. Jarl hmm. uh, uh, Axel turns to the rest of you. I offer you personal thanks on behalf of Saloon Zabrandus. Your brother is down below. I will take you to him soon. So, my friends, how is my money coming up? One day at a time, one day at a time. Your money? Yes, my money. Okay, my memory must be really bad. What money? It's in progress. We're getting closer. Be patient. Oh! Oh! Gotcha. Yes, of course. I... I'm close on my side of the deal as well. I should have answers for you soon. My little informants are on the move, if you will. Huh? Are you asked for, to, for me to look into a certain eye? I believe I am close to finding that. I 
But I will remind you that also as part of this deal, you have the aid of my men one time for any reason, for anything. As long as it does not bring ruin to Luskin. Oh. But. What was I the price you... we agreed Sorry. upon? What was the price we agreed upon again? 100,000. Okay. Yes. A measly sum, of course. Measly. <laughs> In the grand scheme of what you're getting, measly. So, I must bid you all adieu as. I would I like a... to speak with you in private for a moment, Doom Raider <laughs> business. Really? Yes, really. Well, I assure you that the deal is done. And this is something that been... concerns the coming war. And something oh. that may benefit you greatly. Very well. Um, you see him, uh, he leans in and whispers something to Gnarl in a language none of you speak. Uh, and um, you see Gnarl nod, and then Gnarl heads deeper into the theater. Yeah, he goes back downstairs. Yep. Yeah, uh, get the sense that he was probably giving him directions. But, uh, he, and then he turns and he goes... Your, uh, your, your family can wait out front and we can speak here? I'll be short. It's just a suggestion. Of course. And, uh, do the rest of you leave? No. Okay. Uh, I, I leave. I, I leave, but I hesitate a second and then I leave. Yeah, I just make eye contact with Voss and, like, squint my eyes a little and then turn and walk. V, do you leave? Yeah. Okay. So, only Seisha is unmoving, standing next to you. Seisha? Yeah? We're very close to completing something we all want. But I have to give my boss his due diligence on this. Okay. Which means I need you to leave. You're involving all of us in this, boss. We have a right to know what's going on. No, I'm not. Not in this case. Will you tell me later? Maybe, but I can't promise that. I don't like this at all. I understand. But, that's but all you I don't care. Get. And she'll turn and walk out. Yeah. Oop. Family troubles? Sure. <laughs> so, what is so important that you must need my private ear? Two things. Mr. Ronto. First, there is an opportunity abound here. Someone needs to take the blame for whatever this black powder incident is. And I overheard a few of Xanathar's men discussing the disappearance of one of yours. While that could lead back to you, I think there's opportunity in this. Pirate captains and crews have quarrels all the time. 
breaks happen constantly. It would be very easy to spread a rumor that some of your men attempted a coup and joined Manchun mm. and pinned this on the Zentarum. As um, theatrical as that sounds, and I promise you I do love theatrics, I would never betray my family like that. It's just a ruse. I understand, but frankly, I don't give a damn what happens to the Xanathar or the Zentorum. Doesn't profit or benefit me whatsoever. I disagree. Doesn't it strike you odd in this place? compared to many others that there are mass lords not really so it's always been it's their it's their means to try and stop corruption but we exactly. all know that it doesn't stop no. it does slow it though so in that case where the nobility and ruling class of the city are afraid to show their faces who rules waterdeep <laughs> Frankly, I don't give a fuck. Criminals. Mm. I only care about one thing, and that's my city. Not this I thought city. you wanted this money in order to bribe the overlord to consider Luskin an actual city, correct? A part of the Lord's Alliance. Yes. Yes. Waterdeep is a part of the Lord's Alliance, but it is not the Lord's Alliance. My point in saying is that if Xanathar and Manchun were eliminated from the city a new criminal power could raise one that if you were allied with you would be in a much better negotiating power hmm. I see so it's something to think about for the it is but I like you I see a lot of myself in you. Insight. Sure. Uh, 18. Hmm? Yeah. He is very hard to read. Damn it. Yeah, that makes sense. But. I have one other request. Mm hmm. Oh, lots of requests. You always come at me with requests. What was the name of the show that uh, Rosnar's daughter was going to be at? Uh, that was uh, The Fall of Tiamat, which was at a completely different theater. Theater. Ah, okay. Yep, Never mind. I will disregard what I asked before then. Okay. Okay. Just keep it in mind. I will. And perhaps if. We'll see where the cards fall when they fall. But I assure you, I'm always three steps ahead. Then we have something. Like I said, I like you. I see a lot of myself in you. <laughs> Thank you. Question mark. Anyways, I have a family reunion to get back to and much business to attend. Don't forget, feel free to call upon me at any moment you need me. 
and will be there. Agreed. Remember, part of the bargain included one of your wands as well. Oh, I'm aware. And just a reminder that that deal does not go into effect until I have my money. I'm aware. That's why I'm working so very hard. I assure you. I, I believe you are. So, I bid you a good day. Or evening, if you will. I nod. And I leave. Okay. Uh, he watches you leave, and then uh, you kind of hear him just kind of just chuckle as you leave. Just kind of like... <laughs> and then... The door closes behind you. Yep. I go out when, to where the rest of the group is waiting. When but... While we're waiting, um, Seisha casts Lay on Hands on Harold. Okay. And gets rid of his uh, illness from the sewers. Okay. And before... Um, um, Gnarl. Gnarl leaves, she'll do the same for him. Okay, okay. that's fair. You, you um, before Voss comes back, I just want V to kind of like... feel even more like anxious um so it's kind of obvious and just kind of mentioned that she just has like a really bad feeling about whatever it is that's happening with boss that can't be said in front of us i'm getting really sick of it i'm just curious what he meant by a war well perhaps between he was the talking guilds. about that hey do you think he's trying to start one no i think it's between the guilds do you all forget that we're at war with some other entity that's coming to destroy this entire plane of existence and it doesn't matter if we're criminals or nobles? Would I that think... would that would you consider that a war or would you consider that a we're doing our best? We're like in the an middle of a war between the Xanathar and the Zentarum. That's which, true too. That's what he's talking about. That makes sense. And there's I, multiple I things guess that more. at least that'd I'd, be my guess. There's multiple things I don't take personally when he tells me to leave a room because I'm allied with essentially a higher version of the guard in the city. If I were to hear what he was saying, I would have no choice but to speak to Vajra. Same with you, Seisha. You I'm have not... no choice but to speak. I know. I do have a choice. And you go. There's... Well, that's a lie. Harold and I are Harper's. Never mind. The savant herself told me, informed me, taught me that not all information is meant to be known by everyone. But what if your investigator friends were to ask you point blank? Would you lie to them? I wouldn't lie, but I wouldn't give them the information necessarily. And they would know. We just have to trust that he's then that he they knows know. what he's doing. But by removing you from the equation, Seisha. I don't care. I'm getting really sick of sticking my neck out for people who don't even tell me what I'm doing. We almost died in there. Sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty tired of it, too. I feel like I yeah. never know what and the hell's the going Harpers on. I feel like I too. never have a straight answer. V, we just did that for the Harpers, too. I know. After what happened with, you know, three strings, I just, sometimes I get paranoid that I'm accidentally working for the wrong people who convinced me that we're good. We're doing the right thing. We just did a heavy blow to the Xanathar. Let's not turn this into something nasty. I know people tend to look at me throughout the years and think I'm kind of easily manipulated. But you're not though. 
I know, but people think that it doesn't stop them from trying. Well, that's what makes us the right people for the job. We can I fight hope back. So. And it's about this time when Voss walks back out. I just, I don't care about a gang war. I'm just trying to survive. This is one step closer to making us a whole lot safer. Is it? It's one half less. We have to watch our backs in the streets. <sighs> Should we never have found this stupid stone? It had to be us. Let's talk about that somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. We can sleep. Some places, the walls have ears. This entire city has ears. I mean, sometimes even inside our walls has ears, apparently. Let's go back to the Never Ember Estate. Yep. Boss, are you done? I am. All right, let's go to our temporary home then. And as you walk out, um, Seisha, you notice something as an ethereal blue form is just outside of the Nimbleright as it then becomes uh, one and then looks to you and says, thank you for coming to see the Seven Masks Theater. It was our pleasure. Remember, tickets are available from sunup to sundown. We'll be back. What was its name? Brizzlebright? Yes. Uh, Harold looks at it and nods. Thank you, Mr. Brizzlebright. My so she's just going to cast Divine Sense. Undead. Undead. Huh. Oh, no. Harold just, Harold was just saying because it it's the robot's name. Why are you making weird noises at the robot? Let's go. I want to sleep. That's not just All the presentation in the world doesn't get the shit out of my shoes. That's a robot like we had a coat rack. It's, it's, it's more like that's oh. that's a robot like y'all have a bartender. Right, right, but it's a ghost robot? Can we not in front of the robot? Can we just Are you dead robot? Once. As V, when you lean in to a ask this, this ethereal blue face comes out and goes, boo. And goes, I knew it. I didn't. <laughs> Harold jumps. He's, oh, shit. Oh. Yeah, and, so wait, but, you're okay with this. As, as, he, as, as the face comes out, you see this like, like giant curly mustache and Van Dyke that comes down to a point that curls out. And he has this like very ostentatious hat that kind of fall, very Volo esque in, in his in his attire. Yeah, Got very it. very theatrical. Very theatrical. And then as it melds back in, he he gives a bow as if doing a performance. Seisha, if I had an issue with ghosts and spirits, I'd probably never rage again. Probably. <laughs> it just throws me off when I find him. I can. Why? See it's like a treasure yeah. hunt. As a lot about out. today is going to stick with me, so why don't we go to bed so I can have nightmares about that? Yeah. Yeah, nightmares. Let's go to bed. Woo! Um, as you were speaking, Seisha, 
uh, feeling uncomfortable around this thing, you saw the head swivel around to a tragedy mask. And then uh, as Harold spoke, it spun back around to a comedy mask. Oh, good. It's a robot with empathy. Oh, I don't like the faces. I'm done with masks. Sorry, Harold. No, no, I'm taken. And Venley. Apparently, masks are all the rage now. Mostly Harold, but yeah, Venley too. I kind of appropriated it from Harold. All right. Does anybody want to ride with me, or do you guys want to just all get a carriage? I'll ride with you. I can't ride with you, V. You'd have to ride by yourself. I want to. Fine. (laughs) I would enjoy being on a carriage. Carriage. I'll ride with you, Seisha. Okay. I'm sorry, V. It's okay. (laughs) Cut to the awkward carriage scene where it's just Vinley, Voss, and V sitting there like this. (laughs) And then V just like pipes up and goes, so is there like a spell that could make me weigh less? (laughs) You know, actually, I have been working on one. Yeah? Yeah, it would would actually shrink you down to half your size. would be like four feet tall. <laughs> Something to ponder on. I haven't finalized the arcane so sigil. Small. I want to know what the world looks like not from above everyone's head. What does it look like to look at me? It's a lot of nose. <laughs> oh no, why would you tell her that? No, there's nothing in your nose. Is there sometimes? I usually take care of it with magic, if there's something there. That's what all that was? Mm. <laughs> I thought you just didn't like how I smelled. A little bit of column A, a little bit of... <laughs> oh, God. You know, there's this wonderful new invention in the marketplace. It's called deodorant. I use deodorant. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm just quiet. Observing the scintillating conversation that's happening Elves. in front of me. Yep. And so as as you all as... make your way. So Boss, do you use deodorant? I didn't even know what it was up until this point. Okay. Uh, Seisha? Yeah, as we're writing. Hey Harold. I had yeah. a thought. Uh rock on. You know you know the whole thing about bringing the field ward into being part of the city? Yeah. Well, I suppose part of the reason they don't want it in the city is because of how dangerous the streets are, right? Yeah, I guess. That's probably part of it. So, what if we helped them form, like, a a neighborhood watch? I think the problem would be a lot of them would feel like they're, because they're very, like, a unit in there. Yeah. I'm worried that they would be feeling like they'd be ratting out their friends. Maybe if we just, I think it's not a bad idea, of course, but I think like changing the culture to want that as well is a good idea. I don't think, like, I think we should like build them into wanting that themselves. Well, right. I'm, I'm meaning like help them. I think it's a great idea. I just think we have to think about getting them to the point where they think this is something Some of them are there. You think so? Yeah. 
I mean, just going it. out there and being out in the streets. You've been out there more than I have. I think you're a better. I think there's a lot of families out there. I want to help them. People want what's best for their children. That's why they come to the lessons. Okay, we'll get started on it. Really? Yeah, 100%. I got your back. Anything you need, anybody you need me to talk to. Thanks, Harold. And he'll, like, like give you, like, a crazy high-five series. Like, keep she, she, like, puts her hands up behind her head. He's like, boop, 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 <laughs> like, doing all this weird shit to your hands. and. <laughs> that was really weird. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, no worries. It, I, v knows the whole series, but you, you did pretty good for not knowing any of it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of flapped because I can't see what you're doing back there. Yeah, we and V will show you sometimes. It's really cool. She taught me it. It's awesome. I bet. <laughs> okay. As you make your way up into the realms of normal city life, um, you notice that you did reek of sewage until Vinley, of course, cleaned you with prestidigitation. She's but you also know the last. You also notice the last twinklings of light fade away as the night takes hold of the Sword Coast, Voss. You know it is exactly 9:27 p.m. You're all pretty tired from a literal full day of constant fighting and adrenaline rushing demolition mission. You have a few new treasures to sift through. And a new... I will I will go ahead and split the money up with everybody. Okay. Which I don't think I've done that yet. Yeah, we you you easily get you get back to uh Branderthal um Brandert Hall and you easily sift through um all the treasures and layout, and so there are um Hey Venley, we grabbed these for you. And I hand her, what was it, three or four scrolls? Four scrolls? Four scrolls. Yep. Her hands like shake. And she's like, oh, swipe. <laughs> you were right. She is excited. Um, they are a scroll of greater invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> that spell is dope. It is dope. Ready as for the next one? Heck. Scroll of Feign Death. Scroll of Gentle Repose. And Scroll of Tensor's Floating Disc. <laughs> uh, the total amount of uh, gold that you have within with gems is 2,000, so that's five, so that's... Four hundred each. I think that sounds about right. Math. I How much was it? Two thousand. Yes. So, so you got a total of you got you have twenty gems each worth a hundred gold. So it's a total of two thousand gold. Yeah. So four hundred each. Four hundred. Yeah, four hundred each. Yes. Sweet. Nice. Seja, you notice while carrying the shield, and from pulling it out uh, originally. Inscribed on the inside, written in old common tongue, is in, known as Thoras, is Pecunia Regis Fashit. Voss, you know that Thoras is the uh, common language still used uh, for trading in Am. You also recognize this as the shield. Looks similar to golden coins used in trade near Am, but you're not quite, you can't quite remember the significance. 
Mm -hmm. Can I translate the words? You cannot. There is no trans. Uh, sorry, uh, you can, but I will need you to make me a history check to do so. Actually, can I use my um, uh, channel divinity? <laughs> yes. It's a skill. Uh, I will do that then. Uh, Thoras uh, is the ancient common language, uh, kind of like how Latin is for yeah. us. And uh, it directly translates to money makes kings, but colloquial. Colloquially, colloquially, it is known as money is power. Hmm. Well, that's you, interesting. You, you can also roll a history check on the shield itself. Sure. Ooh. Uh, Voss, you can also make this check if yes. you wanted to. Sure. I nice. I Dirty 20. What is exactly that she's getting? Uh, six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shield. You, you <laughs> helped. Yep. Oh, shield. That's a shield. I'm trained I in reckon. history. Um, it. Uh, you can sure roll it. That's fine. I rolled a dirty twenty. I heard. Oh, sorry. It's okay. I got no. a nine. Yep. <laughs> um, Seisha, the phrase as well as the shield were used by an order of knights known as the Knights of the Shield. They were a group of information dealers and political manipulators that operated within the Sword Coast lands of intrigue, and to a lesser extent, the North, for over a thousand years. The Knights of the Shield, although formed in the lands of Tether, are most commonly known for minting the coins of Athkatla, Ath commonly known as the City of Coin and the capital of the mercantile nation of Om. Just about anything is acceptable in Athkatla, and actions that would be illegal or immoral in other lands are tolerated. They were formed in negative 170 DR to gather information on Beholderkin during the Age of Many Eyes, during the Eye Tyrant Wars. Oh. Uh, and you also know that the knights are rumored to have been corrupted by an archdevil deity and held influence over a major city political corruption for many years, the Hidden Lord Gargoth. Got it. And if anybody wants to make religion checks on Gargoth, <laughs> I do. Someone else. <laughs> that is religion. That's a 15. Okay. Benley? I got a 10. Okay, mm. yeah. Uh, Seisha, you recognize Gargoth as uh, he is the lawful evil demigod of betrayal, cruelty, political corruption, and power brokers. Uh, he it was an archduke of Avernus and treasurer of the Nine Hells. He embodied the inevitable decay and corruption that accompanies all self-serving, greedy, and power-hungry leaders and groups. Gargoth is... Gargoth is... Okay. Gargoth is despised by even his own kind for his love of upholding the letter of a contract and never the spirit of one. He would manipulate mortals and devils alike. Exiled forever from the Nine Hells to the Material Plane, under pain of complete destruction, Gargoth took, the wandering, uh, took to wandering the plains, returning time and time again to the world of Toril. The only complete record of these journeys exists in a journal he wrote while making them. The original, 
the original journal of which is said to be kept in Agma's personal library. And that is what you know. Yes. Not not in a not in a font, not even at Gable. Yeah. No, in in Agma's his home library. On my shelf. Mm-hmm. In my is it house. the halls of knowledge, I think. Is that what it's called? I think so. That sounds yeah. about yeah. right. A first edition. Nice. <laughs> Seisha's just kind of staring at the shield and spinning it around in her hands and her eyes are just getting bigger and bigger. Wow. Looks fancy. Your eyes uh, might pop out. I will say, despite all of the evil history tied to the shield, yeah. the shield is not evil itself and does right. not, yeah, anything like that. It's just there's history with these knights. That's yeah, it's, I think I identified it, didn't I? You yes. Did. Yeah, so I, and, I noticed there wasn't anything hinky to it. Yeah. Wow. This is, this is like a piece of history. Terrible history, but history. Great. I'm really tired, but um, she kind of sets it down. We need to talk. Oh boy. I'll get the booze. We touched I will on help it. You. We touched I will on it. A bottle of wine and sit down with it. But um I'm getting really sick of doing things and not knowing what or why and just going along with it. You could have died in there. That was bad. That was really bad. Mm-hmm. But we did what we did because we had to get rid of the Xanathar. We had to get the stone. No, that's not why we went down there. That's why I went down there. That that's is why not I was part down of the there. reason why we went down there. It's part of the reason, but we also went down there because the Harpers had a mission and the Doom Raiders had a mission. The Harpers wanted to do that. They wanted to blow it up. The Doom wow. Raiders also wanted to strike a blow against Xanathar. Why? Because they suck. To They're help a foul what? plague the on game? the city. No, to to clear them out. Boss, what was the war you referenced? The war between the Xanathar and the Zentarum. Oh, you were right. You're totally yeah. right. I just can't help but feel like we're doing someone else's dirty work under the guise of being good guys. Well, isn't that what organizations do all the time? Yeah, they always want their members to believe that they are the right ones. So we can't, everyone else is the wrong ones. But if, we, if we're going to sit, we can distrust every single thing we see, or we can just say we have to do what feels right. Killing a huge portion of the Xanathar feels right to me. They're, we they weren't saw, all Xanathar. No, they weren't. But they were in there cheering for blood and laughing while people were being chopped up. It wasn't exactly like these were people that were like up there, like going to give Christmas cards out. And the last time we were there and I healed someone, I got chewed out for it. Exactly. I just... I'm, I'm still having a problem with what happened at the docks. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like I have no control over my life right now. And it's really frustrating. 
And I know V feels the same way. And I, the rest of you may be okay with taking orders from groups, but I'm not a part of those groups. I've never been a part of a group. I'm just going along with this because you guys are my friends. And it's hard going into a situation where hundreds of people were potentially killed for, for what? So that thousands more aren't subjugated to being put in the thrall of, of a being that had, doesn't even know what empathy is. Don't, I mean, like, uh, we never lied to you. We told you exactly what we were going in there to do. We're going in there to take care of this. There That's wasn't anything did. else? If there was something else, then I don't know. What was the Doom Raider mission? The Doom Raider mission was the same thing. We were working in congruence with the Harpers to achieve this end. And we were all in there when Jarlaxle said what he wanted. Fenley, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, would it be more palatable for everyone if it would have been a Grey Hand mission? Because what they did was safeguard the well-being of the city by destroying the outpost of, or not even the outpost, the central command of a huge criminal underground underneath Waterdeep. Everyone who died in there worked with the Xanathar or supported them financially. Really? Kuma worked with the Xanathar? Yes! She was there! Then we worked with the Xanathar, by that logic. Temporarily, and then we destroyed them. We weren't just going to sit there and play nice with these people. The, the, the fact of the matter was, they were going to come into our bar and kill everybody trying to find us. No. That was Manshoon. That's one more person that would do that. The Xanathar are just the same. They're just a different name with a weird, goofy-ass leader. Who's probably ten times as dangerous as Van Shoon? He could probably do the exact same thing because he has even less care that people see him. I hope his fish was okay. I, I'm gonna be real. I don't give a fuck about his fish, and I don't give a fuck about the people that got blown up in there, unless Kuma did or Kuzima, or <laughs> or any of their friends. I don't want them to get hurt. But let's be honest with ourselves: the people in that audience were cheering for people getting torn apart. We watched them. I had to stab. I had to do some things tonight that I was not happy with. But I did it because the fact of the matter is Xanathar is going to keep working and either we take care of it or we don't. We were in a position to take care of it. We took, we took care of it. I'm going to live with some of the decisions I made for the rest of my life. I saw and did some fucked up things to make that happen. But I don't feel any regret. They had to go. What did you do that was so... I I didn't see anything that was that bad. They had to go. I That's all it. I... That's my fault. What happened? We had to take out his surveillance system. It was a bunch of already dead dwarves. I well, wouldn't say they were already dead. They weren't dead. They were just incapacitated. If you unhooked them, they would have died. We did what we had to do. A few people died so that the majority of people could live. 
maybe not everybody in that audience was a good person or a bad person, but they were in there cheering bloodshed that was meaningless. I can still like Kuma and not agree with being in a place like that. Manchun came to our home, murdered someone, and we couldn't do anything about it. The Zentarum are there to represent Manchun. The Xanathar have attacked us in the streets, in our home, in places we've been several times. If we do not strike at them, they will kill us. That is all there is to this. We struck a great blow at a plague that has been wretching the city for a long time. Three of you have met the Doom Raiders. Do you think I would be so stupid as to trust someone who I thought had utterly ill intentions for this city? Utterly ill intentions for us? Boss, right now I don't know because you won't say anything that you're doing. Because... It's the same reason I didn't tell you about the list of the Masked Lords. The less people who know compromising information, the better. And you just... We're supposed to trust you, but you can't trust us. Yeah. We have met beings capable of ripping information from your mind. Both of you have been under the influence of this before. If that being were to know the names of masked lords, how do you think they would react? If Sick. they knew what the Doom Raiders were planning exactly, how do you think they would react? Well, in that case, shouldn't it have been someone like Venley who knows the names instead of you? I Boss, didn't know who the they stone. were. No. I mean... Boss, what... Venley has higher defenses against You're him. not the only... When the vault is done, you can have the stone. Hell, the so stone has asked, has asked to go to you. But you are experiencing visions you don't understand. You are stressed by things beyond any of our comprehension. You I'm had... not. I'm just a man. You've had the visions too, though, haven't you? Not the you ones saw... you've had about Angel being torn apart. Uh, I... Whatever is dragging into you. It's not affecting me. Boss, I don't think that was the stone. I know that's not the stone. But that's my point. Do you want two things prying into your mind? You have gone. You know who the masked lords are. Do you really need to be carrying that? Your brain isn't yes. a steel trap. It isn't yours. No uh, one's what is, it but can the take... I'm not giving you the stone. Do you want it When this is yourself? done... No, I don't. I really don't. Then you why do we have to carry it on want to complete it. We are this close to finally completing this task. I'm just Being saying, maybe... in a position to truly do something good in this city. Wouldn't not completing it be better? We Making get there the first and we can decide where those funds other, go. Somewhere where only we know. We why can don't decide we just, where those funds go. Why don't we just not carry it? That would leave it open for anyone to steal. I hope there isn't any funds. 
That's an interesting point. I, I'm getting a bad feeling more and more about this stone. All money does We've is voted part. on this. I know, but we all decided. It wasn't just me. I've never just forced you against your will to do anything. If no one wanted to go on that mission, you didn't have to. Never feel like you do. I can't make you do anything. Boss, you don't have to make me. That's the thing. I'm I... going with you wherever you go. Don't you get that? And this mission that we just did did some real good in the city. So either we take the burden on ourselves or we leave it to someone else. We, all these people have died and all this stuff has happened and we can't just turn back now just because it's tougher. We just finally did something to make our lives a little bit better and make the lives of the entire city a little bit better. Changing a plan isn't turning back. Deciding to not complete the stone and going with a different plan as long a different I don't plan. think that's a good idea as long as he's attuned to it. We need as, to see this through to the end now. As long as people think there's a fortune in the ground somewhere and they know that rock is how it happens, then they're going to be going after the rock. Until people know that there's nothing down there, then nothing's going to change. No whether that's because we're it. taking the money out or whether that's because there's nothing in it or whether it's because it's the, a portal to... Whatever fucking thing is coming. Did Whatever we ever consider it destroying it? I I don't know. I just feel like we've gone this far. We gotta finish it. Maybe this treasure, whatever it is, is hidden for a really good reason. You know what? It's not gonna change. Nothing's gonna change. Let's be honest. We're on a path and we need to follow it and it's a journey and there's knowledge to be found along the whole thing i suppose i just i'm in this for you guys i'm not in it for money i'm not in it for renown i'm not in it for anything but the knowledge to th that can be found and because I love you guys. So, all I ask is that you tell me things so that the limited justification I have in this, I can realize it. I just don't feel like there's much to justify here other than Xanathar's fuck. I agree. Right. Is there any way I can roll, like, insight to see if Voss might be lying about anything? Absolutely. Roll sure. insight. Okay. And Voss, you can roll deception or persuasion, whichever you are. I'm trying to think doing. if there's anything I've lied about. I don't think there have. <laughs> but I'll go ahead and make a roll. I don't think you've lied about anything either. Uh, 13. I rolled a 13 as well. Um, I don't think I've lied about anything that I said. <laughs> <laughs> then He's that's been what you... vague, but he hasn't lied. Yeah, then that's that's what you pick up is like Voss is 
even himself is kind of like I I think I'm being completely truthful right now. Like he completely he believes everything he's saying. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> well, I'm going to bed. Yeah, me too. Everybody go to bed. I yeah. wait until everybody sleeps and then I go to Vinley's room. Stacia stays up for a while. Okay. Cuddling stuck to whatever form you <laughs> want Biblio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But do you stay up in the living room or do you go to your room? Because Biblio's in your room. She'll go up to her room. Yeah. yeah. So um, everybody retires to their rooms and then. Uh, before Voss gets to my room, Vinley sits down at whatever vanity she has in this room. Oh, it's a real nice and, Good. Um, she takes her necklace off her amulet of Mistra, and she drapes it across the mirror so it's kind of eye level with her. And then she takes her new ring off, the one for Jurgle, and mm. she places it below it, like directly below it, but still in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And she bows her head, sighs. It's been a while, Mistra, since I've last talked to you. I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know what I'm doing here. These people are crazy and I enjoy having them around. I enjoy putting my life on the line for them, but I fear your power isn't enough anymore. That's why I've brought Jurgle into the fold. Hopefully he can hear me and I want him to understand. Jurgle, I'm not asking for your pity. I know you're called the pitiless. I am searching your power. I don't care what I have to do to protect them. I will do it. And she waits for a second, not really expecting a response, but hoping. And then she dresses down into her night clothes and just sits up for a while because she has to wait a certain amount of hours to wake up with everyone else. <laughs> uh, you don't reading. Yeah, you don't get a response or anything, um, <laughs> but you do get a feeling of just more like calmness. Um, you don't like you get the feeling that you you reach out to Mistra and your weave is still there, and you know Mistra is like no matter what, it is about the weave. And you, even you know that you will always be devout to Mistra because you use her weave. Um, but when you when you mention Jurgal in, in response to Mistra, there's no, you don't get this uneasy feeling. You don't get this tingling on the back of your neck. It's just calmness. So. She just revels in feeling calm feeling that pseudo tranquility wash over her not really like leaning into it or 
denying it, just reveling in where it is now. And it's about that point you hear a knock on your door. Oh, and there it goes. And she'll stand up and walk to the door. Okay. Oh. Hi, Foss. Hi. I need to have a brief discussion with you. Quickly. I promise I won't take up too much of your time. That's fine. I still have roughly two more hours before I have to go to bed. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you people sleep a very long time. Not all of us have that elven endurance, I suppose. It's a blessing, really. I'd like to have it. I wish I didn't have to sleep. So much to do. You know, there are certain magics that allow that. Anyway, what did you want to talk to me about? I file this into the back of my mind, but I'm also unsettled by it. Um, I need your assistance with something. So, first off, I'm about to share something with you that I need you to keep secret. Can you okay. promise me that you'll keep it secret? Yeah. <laughs> Why would I, I go was... around telling things? Just remember what I said about the fewer people knowing this, the better. If I didn't have to tell you, I wouldn't. Okay. Also, promise me you won't scream. She, like, sits back in the bed and, like, it creaks. Woo! The chair just broke. Oh, my God. <laughs> Promise. And it really Promise. creaked. It creaked hard. Woo! <laughs> 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 um, but she, like, leans back and it creaks. And she uses Mage Hand to lock the door and then draw the curtains on both her windows. Wise. Okay. Just know I had good reason for this. And I reach into a pocket of my coat and I pull out a dead fish. You promised you wouldn't scream. I did not scream. Thank you. So I received a vision from our friend, the Stone of Golor, that this was necessary in order to open the vault. It was alive in the vision, so I will need to revive it, and I will also need as few as people as possible to know about its existence. I know that you're preparing that uh, gift, and you're going to be heading to Mama Uwe's. Yeah, I'm probably heading there first thing in the morning. That's... I would like to accompany you on this to resurrect this fish. Oh. And she potentially like store it there. I don't think anyone would look for it in her shop. Now, when you say alive, do you mean like living and breathing? Or do you mean, and she holds up Savard? I need it. I don't know, but I'm going to assume living and breathing. Odd. I don't actually know if Mama can do that. We'll it's worth a shot. I really don't want to take it to a temple or a font and ask them to resurrect a fish. That's very fair. Um, <laughs> we can ask her. My first but... impulse was to go to the Temple of Ogma. I don't think that's going to go over very well. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they would have a memo about it. Yes. So, for that 
purpose, may I store this fish in your bag until tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> she, like, walks over, grabs the bag off the chair, and opens it. I just kind of shove it head first and flop out of my hands. Huh. Watch it disappear into the ether. <laughs> she'll hang it back up, press the digitate you, and she'll look at you and go, You know, you usually smell like the ocean and like fish. But I, I figured there was something more fishy recently. I would like to do an inside check to see if she's trying to make a pun. <laughs> okay, make an inside check. Um, it's not great. It's a nine. I mean, it's Binley. It's probably not a pun. It's, it's like mostly truth, but you recognize the same tone of voice she told you to get to cooking with that kind of half joke from ah. someone who doesn't know what jokes are. <laughs> it's like she's trying to be what most people would consider nice. I thus kind of exhausted does chuckle at this a little bit. The sea is coming. That is not why I took this fish, but more than that, the fewer people who know of its existence, Xanathar will be on the warpath. I would have liked to have pinned its disappearance on Manchu and the Zatarum somehow, but I don't know how I'd go about doing that. Huh. I don't know either. I was hoping you would, we could try and pin it on, like, the crazy guy, and she kind of pulls his head out of the bag and then puts him back in. Yeah, you have that. Um... <laughs> I wish... I was thinking about this actually on the walk over here. I could have quickly jotted down a note like, I'm sick of your shit. I'm out and I'm taking Silgar. He's the only one who ever loved me. And then, like, if, if I had known... <sighs> you know? Xanathar seemed impossible to predict if I'm being completely honest. The only thing we know about him is, A, he's one of... If you have the plushie in your room, I point to it. Yeah, Those, it's like propped up on the mirror. And that he's an utter loon, but a very powerful one. That's typically the case with those, as she points <laughs> towards... That's very unsettling, but... I mean, just looking at the little ones, they already have a higher sense of self. It's just in time, both of these crime families, they'll be coming for us again. Well, hopefully rather... in time, we'll be ready. I agree. I just want them to be at each other's throat as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> I heard the story of how the dicks defeated the demon lords. That's basically what they did. Yes, the sterling tale of the dicks. I have heard it spouted to me. In any case, thank you for tonight. No problem. I'm just down the hall. I feel like I can fight on you more as time passes. 
yeah, people usually come to me because I feel like a neutral party in all of this. You know, you have Seisha, Harold has V, and then you and Harold are, she looks him up and down, friends. <laughs> and then smiles. <sighs> I, I feel like the swing vote in most situations. You are in many. But you are the oldest out of all of us, too. Yeah. I guess I don't envy your position. I kind of enjoy it. It's nice being a voice of reason with a lot of people yelling at each other. <laughs> hmm. Weird as it seems, and as dysfunctional as this group may be, far from the most I've ever been a part of. I've never really been a part of a group, but... This is somewhat normal. I figured it's enjoyable, to say the least. It's, it's like... Have you ever seen two like small animals fighting with each other? And you're like, oh no, I have to stop them before they kill each other. But they're just playing around. I have never felt like that in my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fair. It's, it's interesting. I know of to, this feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting to watch you people fight. All of your lives are pretty short compared to mine. So you all live such furious you experience such furious emotion all at once. Are we a strange family group of rats to you? <laughs> I wouldn't say rats. I would say maybe like cats. Some of you are cats. One of you is a dog. I will let you figure that one out. I will rack my brain till the wee hours of the morning. Don't stay up too late. I can't. I don't have your endurance. <laughs> Goodbye, Voss. And she nice. opens the door with Mage out. Hand. I go out. All right. All right. So we're not going to do things linearly. Over the next four days, you guys can do a numerous amount of things. Um, so uh, what does V want to do in those four days? Ooh. All right, so, uh, well, V, I know in the morning, wants to talk to Seisha privately, so she's okay. going to do okay. that. But V, I guess, am I just going to say what I'm doing over the next four days? Yep. Okay. Yeah, you have four um, days of downtime. You can yeah. go places, you can make potions, you can do lots of things. V is trying to figure out if it's possible to do any research on what happens to uh, her family's Goliath clans and to maybe figure out like where they came from, like everything exactly that went down and happened, anything like that. And she also, she's a little worried all that information is uh, either purged from libraries because of her dad or kept in his private library at his house. But um She's starting to make a plan to try to go on a solo journey. Okay. 
Uh, okay, um, we can. Uh, she can also easily... wants to start doing research about the stone because she's curious about destroying it. Mm -hmm. okay. But you, if you want to have a conversation with Seisha, you can do so now. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess I wake up, knock on your door. Yeah. Uh, it's V. Can I? Can I come in? Yeah. Yeah. Come on in. Okay. Um. Hey, did I have a weird dream the night before? No, wait. Why would you ask that? Again? Why would you put that idea in your did, brain? Did, no, it's not a bad dream. Did oh. I have a good but weird dream the night before by chance? Like a fever dream? I mean, if you're what? asking anything that we've put in, I don't Did I dream I... about Orkira? Oh, sure. If you want to have, why not? <laughs> you want to have that dream? Yes. Awesome. Now I know what you're referencing. Yes. Oh, hey, I just had the weirdest dream. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Was it another? Was it another nightmare? No, I was fighting elementals with Orkira and the dicks. It was amazing. Oh yeah, the group. Sorry, that took me a moment. I was yeah. like, I yeah, don't the group. know about those kinds of dreams, Seisha. I, I got to meet all these dicks and it was so great. You sure it wasn't one of those kinds of dreams? What do you mean? Don't worry about it. Anyways, um, I was kind of wanting to talk to you about something a little more serious. If, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not good at being serious ever, so. What's going on? If I, I, I've been thinking about it a lot, and I know that you have zero memory of what it was like to be attuned to the stone. No, no, I have all my memories of it. Oh yeah, I forgot. Okay, you have all your memories. You have all your memories. Yeah. And what I wanted to really ask you, because you're no longer attuned to it, is did you ever feel that the? I, I completely forgot you recovered those. No, it's um, okay. Did you ever feel like you were being like persuaded by the stone? Like you and the stone were on a team together? I mean, um, I, I made a promise to it. Right, and I know promises are very important to you where yeah. they might not be important to other people. Right. So, um, but I never felt like it was coercing me to do anything. The closest mm -hmm. I came to that was when we were near the eye and it wanted me to follow up on it instead of leaving that building. But it, it used pain and headaches to try to get you to do what it wanted. I think it was, it wasn't, it was more of like, imagine every thought you've ever had coming to you all at once. Right. That's kind of what it was like. Okay. It was just too much, too many notes. And it had access to all of this in your brain. I, I knew all of it. You don't know. You don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. It. So as you know, I'm very wary and scared of psychic magic stuff that involves yeah. brains. Cause like, yeah, don't like it. Anyways, yeah. I have no defenses for it. It's terrifying. Um, I have been thinking about this for a long time since you have been attuned to it. I just didn't want to say anything until I thought maybe I had more to work off of, but I'm a little worried that the stone is so desperate 
to be put together that it I think when it attunes to someone I think it like might be able to access all that information and know which buttons to push to coerce that person to complete it that's it's possible I just I feel I feel more like it I've got misgivings about it because here's the thing everything that exists is rooted in something it comes from somewhere right and we don't know where this comes from we don't know if it's its own entity or if it's tied to something else all we know is that it doesn't want you to know things about it if you're not attuned to it anymore and that worries me me too because it makes me feel like there's this whole other level of manipulation that it doesn't want you to remember. And I'm worried that it might be corrupting Voss a little bit. I'm very worried about that. If not a lot. And frankly, of all of us to be corrupted, Venley and Voss are the most dangerous. I know. And I'm, I'm only (sighs) tough because I wear armor. I mean, other than that, I'm, I'm squishy. I'm so Uh, easy to kill. uh, (laughs) I, uh, basically, you're, I don't want to complete this stone. I don't anymore. And I, I don't, I, I really don't think there's any money tied to this treasure thing. I think it's using that to bait people to get it to complete it. I think it's something much darker and sinister. I'm sorry. It's just a gut feeling. I don't have anything to go off of. It's just, if there's one thing on this earth I know is that money corrupts people. People will do crazy amounts of things for some sort of hidden treasure. So the shield I got, it, the, the phrase on it is money, it, well, literally it's money makes kings, but it translates to money is power. It's an old truth. And if there's one thing, I mean, I don't really know about Voss's past or anything, but I know that man loves money. I don't think he does. I don't think it's money he loves. I, without betraying his trust, I think he loves something more than the material. Okay, how about this? It's not that he loves money just to have it. Whatever, I guess his goal maybe or something. I don't know if he even has one. I mean, he has to. There's no way he'd work this hard if he didn't. Yeah. Um, I believe that he may believe that having endless amounts of money to go through he could fix problems i mean i grew up with a lot of money to me money isn't like i don't believe you need money to fix problems i know it can really help and it's it's easier to have it yeah but i'm starting to think if now that i've gone a bit little longer without money i can see how easy it is to just wish you had that back and i'm realizing if i lived more like this my whole life where I'm trying to figure out where to get my next bag of gold or whatever from. 
I guess it's just starting to make more sense to me. And I'm starting to understand the desperation and the feeling of that it could fix all your problems. I think the I'm worried, just a means to an end. I'm worried the stone is using that, this treasure, this thing, and knowing Voss has that drive when it comes to money to get to the whatever his ends are. Honestly, I'm afraid this stone is a lock of some sort. It's going to open. I don't think it leads to money. I just don't. I think there's something trapped within it. Do you know if there's, I know you've done a lot of research and stuff, but like, has there ever been any mention ever of it being able to be destroyed? Or can you just keep its pieces tried, away from each other? When I tried researching it, I couldn't find anything. I figured you had to because that's the safest way to stop all of this. Yeah. I, uh -huh, I can't keep all my thoughts and all these things straight. I know, there's a lot. But I'm just really worried for us personally. Yeah. I'm. I could see the stone being the key to something or leading us to something, and it discarding us with no true knowledge of what is going to happen. All we know is a bunch of rich people want it. Yeah, we're basically doing it so nobody else does. That's what it feels like. I'm doing it because I made a promise. Yeah. It knew I had to have. Yeah. I think it took advantage of the fact that you can't break promises. It didn't ask me for the promise. I gave it. Why did you want to? Because at the time, I honestly didn't think the world was that bad. Oh, Seisha. It's not. Um, I go and hug you. She, she just kind of curls into the hug and returns it. The world isn't all bad. We just are day after day after day after day purposefully subjecting ourselves to the things that make it bad. We're doing it for a reason, right? To make sure other rich people don't get more rich and kill each other over it. Oh, well, at least it's a good reason. It's just, the thing is, is drugs have always been a problem in this city, and it always will be a problem. You can kill as many Xanathar hideouts as you want. Drugs don't go away. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. Like, it's like, I, and that's part of why I had such an issue like the idea of like yeah let's blow up a hideout like great and then it wasn't until it was actually done where I was like it, it hit me and made me realize what we had done and I got really scared and upset because I kind of feel like a terrorist that's kind of where I'm at I feel like we're we don't know what happened to the city above we haven't even discussed that it came up and if I remember correctly the answer was we can't think about that I want to go see it for myself if you want to come you're welcome to but other than that I'm just going to be going to the light the font of knowledge for a while I was hoping yeah. I could go with you hey um 
I'm, I'm not actually going to be going there, but um, if you're interested and you need something to kind of cheer you up a little bit, um, I'm going to be going out to the field ward and doing lessons out there. And um, Lessons in what? Reading. reading. I've been going out there and teaching the people to read. Oh, yeah, and um, and it's really nice. They they bring like bread and stuff to the lessons, and we sit and we study and and we eat and we talk. And um, Harold comes with me sometimes, and we were talking about maybe discussing with them the idea of sort of helping them build up the field ward so that they can join the city. Yes, education is important. Do you want to come? Yes. I mean, if there's one thing I can't stand about the city, it's the fact that they don't want to educate the poor so that they can't make the decisions for themselves and keep yeah. them as being criminals. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, this is the way we can help stop that. Okay. Okay. Let me, um, let me talk and to Harold and see if he's free. Yeah, and, and also, uh, let's good talk point. to Boston Vinley. Let's let's bring everybody out. Okay. Um, but also, I do want to also point out just a little thing: yeah. the more you educate people, typically, the more you won't do drugs. So that yeah, instead of blowing people up, yeah, maybe instead of blowing people up, we teach them. Clarification: Xanathar did not do the hero dust. That is Zentarum. That was Zentarum. Yeah. I still imagine the whole thing's over drugs, though. Um, they gotta be at war about something. Con <laughs> control of the city, like that. You know that, like that, and, or that is yeah. common knowledge. Yeah. They are they are rival gangs. Yeah, I I just uh I just assumed it was uh control with drugs. Uh, the, the what they want the stone for is the money that's in the vault that DeGault stole from the citizens um, and he was supposed to make off with it but he didn't this is um, knowledge you guys know you talk to Harold I'll talk to Voss let them know the plans and then we'll both talk to Venley okay alright hmm. ready hmm. yeah and hey V yeah Thanks for coming. It It's good to have someone else who's kind of on the same page. Thanks for inviting me. She gives her a big hug. You give the best hugs. I know, I'm so big. <laughs> All right. All right, so as you break away, um, we'll go ahead and we can get to the other stuff with the field warden stuff as we move on. Um, v, let's go ahead and move your in, your research side okay. of things. All right. Um, so you make your way down to the only place you know to find knowledge, as Seisha and Vinley do fairly often, the font of knowledge. You are greeted by a small, dark-skinned man with a round head and bubbly cheeks all covered in curly mess of hair and black beard. He greets you as Jasper Goldtoes, Lord Master of the Sword Coast Trade and Commerce. When you ask about the, your Goliath clan, the Vetterox, and the place that you know that uh, has been mentioned as the Star Mounts, uh, he helps you gather stacks of reading material at a private desk. And if you would roll a history check. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
That's a uh... wait. Oh, that's weird. It looked like it rolled a nineteen, but apparently it was a three. It's a six. Mm. <laughs> I was like, it says nineteen there, but it says six there. Um, over, over the hours that you spend, uh, at least this day, um, researching, you don't find anything about the star mounts because you're so focused on looking into the Veterox. And what you find is the only information you find uh, is that there's mention of Goliaths in that area, but they haven't been seen in almost 20 years. Well, that's how long I've been alive, so. Now, you can try again if you want to bring other people to roll with advantage. Uh, you have four days. Would you like to uh, bring other people within those four days? Yeah. Help her. Okay. Yeah, I'm well, going to go does... back and be like, I'm terrible at this. Help me. How do I research? Yeah, and I, I think Vinley wants Yeah, to I also have work. things I want to research. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then that so, works. We could have a girls' day at the library. Yeah, I, I we'll get our nails in. done and then go research. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's uh, continue with V first. Um, whoever would like to assist can roll one, and V can roll the other. Okay. Uh, I'll go ahead, Vinley. Okay. What'd you get? I didn't roll yet. Hold on. Let's wait to see what you got. All right. Um, I got. <laughs> she got a good roll. 13. 17. Yeah. Yeah. Say again. Do I add my modifier or her modifier? She it's got... her. She's okay. the one rolling with advantage. So add. Oh, my modifier is a plus three. So dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay. okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, I. 30. Yep. Near the <laughs> you learn uh, uh, researching near the center of the high forest, the the majestic star mounts rise far above the forest canopy, usually shrouded in clouds of mist, making the views of the peak impossible. But for a few days out of the year, there are two rivers: the Unicorn Run and the Heartblood River that claim headwaters from these mountains. The elves of Erlan first named the mountains, giving them the same names as the stars in the northern heavens. The forest south of the mountains hides a gnarled surface that might be called a bad land were it not so densely thicketed. To the north, the land is unusually smooth as if leveled with a woodworker's plane. The mountains are also known to be rich in metals. The star mounts are an unapproachable curiosity as far as anyone knows, no flying creature less powerful than a dragon can land there due to constant and usually fierce winds. Strangely enough, Aarakocra, the bird-like winged race, seemed to have no difficulty in flying to and from the mountains, and a nesting tribe of them have taken home among the peaks for many years. Huge crystals dot the surface of the mountains, many as large as small houses. There are several uncharted ruins in the mountains with walls made of fractured crystal shards. When moonlight strikes the crystals, it creates a web work of reflected light across the surface of the mountain. Uh, on a small internal peak at the heart of the star mounts during the full moon, the crystals cover this peak with patterns of light. This is rumored to either generate a gate to another plane 
or the light has the ability to resurrect anyone laid there uh, within the Karn of Standing Stone at its top. These are just rumors and myths, and who knows if they're actually true. Along the base of the mountains and even into the peaks was said to be a roaming tribe of reclusive nomad goliaths. They were notoriously fierce with their war tactics against outsiders, but tightly connected to each other as well as the earth and the creatures that surrounded the mountains. And as you learned the day before, they have not been seen or reported of in the last 20 years. Because they're all dead. But well, maybe some a, survived. I don't know. There is there is a lot of confirming things that you found in this. Uh, you know that they are said to be uh, killed by a dragon, and you know that dragons can withstand this area. Um, can I find a map? Oh yeah, you can okay. easily find a map. Yep. Uh, it the star mounts lay in the southern region of the high forest which is to the west of where you are now. Northwest. northwest. Yeah, more northwest. Yeah, north, northwest. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess I ask the font if I can hold on to the map or keep it or maybe buy it. Uh, they direct you to um, the Scriveners and uh, Scribes and Cartographers Guild. And okay. You can easily, buy, you one can easily buy a map of the High Forest or you know, the Sword Coast there okay okay but they do not allow you to take it from them right R remind me the um well he doesn't know <laughs> remind me the name of the mountain star mounts star mounts yeah it's a series of mountains yep okay the star mounts yep. all right i'm gonna go to the cartographer's guild okay you can easily find uh a map of uh a small section of the sword coast that has that includes balder gate uh, Waterdeep, Neverim, uh, Neverwinter, Neverwinter, and uh, areas all the way up into uh, that forest, and includes the Star Mounts. Yep. yep. The Evermores, the High Forest, and kind of that whole like northern section just south of Icewind Dale and the Ice Peaks. Yep. Is okay. if you were to walk it, it'd, it'd take a while. But... Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, all right. So. Um, we're going uh, to jump over to Vinley, who's at the font, uh, and searching for certain things. Mm -hmm. And if Seish is also there, I would like her assistance with getting to the more restricted books. Okay, you most certainly can. And you go to the font of knowledge and speak with Aria, the lore master of languages and arcana, as well as her twin, Sarah, the lore master of religion, who you have met multiple times. Yeah. You are also introduced later to Hysias, the lore master of elven history. She is a calm and joyous moon elf with pale, fair, silvery blue skin and pitch black silky hair that runs down the back of her robes and skims just above the floor like a waterfall. Vinley looks jealous <laughs> of that hair. With the savant busy, all three of them help you find information on the dark subject. Perfect. Yes. Go ahead and make a history check. <laughs> hey, since I'm there with you, what are you researching? You'll see when I get the books down. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, 25, I rolled a 19. All right. 
you realize that she's pulling a lot of books about undead and necromancy and things of that nature, but that's not really anything out of the normal for your necromancer wizard who creates undead. Code Rex. <laughs> but as she's looking further and further into it, you see her pass over many things that talks about the simple undeads that you or and ghostly figures that you researched before and is focusing on one specific thing entirely. Physical appearance. So what you what you learn, you start with the physical appearance. Liches are generally gaunt and skeletal with withered flesh stretched tight across horribly visible bones, but can vary greatly in appearance depending on their age. Some appeared as skeletons dressed in regal finery, yet others might appear to be nothing more than lepers. Bright pinpoints of crimson light burned into the empty sockets of those whose eyes and had been destroyed or otherwise lost, or were so old they had simply rotted away. They are often clad in dark tattered robes. When moving, they seem to glide as if floating on water. The process of achieving, achieving lichdom requires the spellcaster to construct a powerful magical artifact known as a phylactery, in which the lich stores its life essence. As long as the phylactery remains unharmed, the lich is seemingly immortal. The most common form of phylactery is a sealed metal box containing strips of parchment on which the magical phrase have been transcribed. Other forms exist, often small, tiny trinkets such as rings, amulets, or uh, similar items. It could also take the other shapes of, if the lich expended more gold and essence to make such altercations. And you find several different types of liches known to the Forgotten Realms. An Alhoon is a, a, an, is a illithid who has become a lich. An arch lich. While the overwhelming majority, majority of liches are evil, an arch lich is not necessarily. One such good lich was Lady Alethine Moonstar of Waterdeep. Lady Alethine was devoted to hunting down her brother, Lord Vanerick, who had become a murderous death knight, champion of evil. Arch liches are able to memorize spells through intuitive nature and do not need spell books. They also remain in their form entire, for eternity. Bane liches. Clerics of Bane transformed to undead servants of the god of tyranny. As Bane liches grow older, their powers increase as well, until they are powerful as, any, as powerful as any other lich. But these have not been seen since before the time of troubles. But the one that sticks out the most to you and catches your attention and grabs you, and Seisha, you watch Vinley just become enraptured in this, is something called a Bailnorn. And a, a Bailnorn is an elven archlich. They do not use phylacteries, as their undeath is gifted to them by the Seldarine themselves. Elven liches become undead to become backbones of their family. They are sources of magic, wise counsel, and guardianship. One of the most notable Bailnorns was Elothan Nesequa, who ruled over Belenthom, an island off the coast of Evermeet. It is said that they were destroyed by a zealous elven knight, and their death created a rift into the Feywild. Finley, are you okay? Yeah, I... I found it. Uh, she uh, shows her the passage. 
and then whispers pretty low, this is where I'm from. Really? Nessaqua, his last, their last name is the name of my home. Do you think that? A lich protected my home. That's neat. Uh, so, is it still there? No, uh, they were murdered. Uh, I think I have to go. Wait, where are you going? The Blackstaff. Okay, I'll put the stuff up. Thank you. Yeah. You also learned of two others. Oh, okay. Yeah, Demi Liches and Draco Liches. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> but you, yeah. Like you were getting to that aspect of it, and then you just, it was just, you were don't like, care. don't care. <laughs> Got it. Felinor. Take off uh, towards the, uh, towards the Blackstaff. Uh, Seisha notices that uh, helping um, Finley research that there were two mentions of good liches, and one yes. of them was a Baelnorn. And one right. of them was a Waterdeep. Um, so, Vinley, as you make your way to the Blackstaff Tower, um, as you make your way towards Blackstaff Tower, we're going to take a break. Damn. <laughs> Always Amazing. with that timing. Stay great with it. My uh, heart dropped when I heard their last name. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> oh my gosh, I just realized I was the one who got to learn where you're from. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yes, the island of Bell and Thome, but the kingdom of Desqua. Yep. Um, so, um, kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are going to be back in about 20 minutes or so. We're going to take a quick break. And uh, don't forget to enter hashtag beyond and hashtag Eldritch into the chat to win a Mythic Odyssey of Theros digital, digital book from DD Beyond and a uh, custom miniature from Eldritch Foundry. Yes. Um, that will be pulled at the end of the episode, so please make sure you get those in, and we'll be back shortly. It's rolling. Okay, okay. all right, everyone, quiet on set. Recording. Okay, we just need to say what Rock Church Pizza was this podcast promo. I enjoy punching rocks. Nope. Stop. We need to say, like, what Rock Punch is, you know, like, what is it? I mean, it is comedy. Yeah, yeah, we do comedy sketches, but like overall, what is it? Uh, we have our YouTube and Facebook videos, our podcasts, and our Twitch streams. Right, but we're more than just like places with stuff there. We're like, like, what are we, right? Yeah, we're like some stone No, nope, stop, stop. We have D4. Yeah, yeah, we're we're not just D4. We're like... We're like some boulder slamming. Cult it! No! Okay, chill. We'll just say that we're like. We're uh, an entertainment channel for geeks and gamers, providing quality content across multiple platforms. It's truly something for everyone. Wow, Greg, that was perfect. I mean, it's not that hard. Yeah, I mean, you left out the punching. Shut up!
This is Bill Ronto, Esquire. Congrats on making it this far. Now finish it. And we're back. Whew. Uh, fun first half of getting out of the Xanathar lair and some intense family role play as they try to figure out what to do moving forward. And now we're into four days of downtime. Uh, Vinley is uh, on her way to the Blackstaff. And that's where we pick up. She is researching liches. Researching liches. And she's like, because it's like down the street, right? Right across the street. Okay, cool. So she's like very poised and proper as she's like quick stepping across the street. The arch back just. Is she power walking? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, if you could see her feet, it would almost defy physics about how fast they're moving. You find your way back into the depth of the black stone walls of Blackstaff Tower. You make your way past Tyrellin and into the mess hall, up the stairs, and into the library you have seemingly infinite access to. You find a familiar face with light purple hair and aloof smile as she greets you with a big hug. All, uh, through a small interaction, you catch up on small things. She tells you she still hasn't. Has, nope. that she tells you she has mastered the arcane form of the divine spell, and that she couldn't have done it without you. I'm you eventually you. tell her why you are there, and she tells you that lich lore is restricted by Haman Cost, the master of necromancy, and requires his approval in order to research them. <clears throat> she leads you to him after his class has ended as you watch Aiden leave with a curious but upturned nose in your direction. You enter the lecture room to be greeted by a man that has a striking similarity to someone you know. His bald head and bare forearms are tattooed and very organized and aesthetically pleasing arcane uh, arranged tattoos, creating an ornate crown that fills his head and striped bands that circle his black-nailed fingers and forearms. However, his robes catch you off guard with the multiple layerings of deep crimson red and armored bright gold. A high collar wraps his neck in a double guard that works almost like posture collar, elongating his neck as, uh, <clears throat> as he looks down at you, fingers interlocked and with an impatient look. Junior Gray Vinley Galinodel, Aiden has told me all about you. I have no time to waste. What is your reason for this presence? I am researching Baelnorns. I believe where I'm from was started by one, and I wish to inquire about the process of creating or destroying one. I wish to see their demise or their rise. I see. Go ahead and make me a persuasion check. Uh -huh. Okay, that's an 18. That's right, channeling the herald through you. <laughs> so you wish to learn about the forbidden dark art of painfully sacrificing one's soul so that instead of commanding the dead, your soul becomes consumed by it, where your beauty and youth fade into nothing more than the rotting corpse that dwell within the city of the dead? No, I wish to research Baelnorns, a type of archlich. I am very well aware of what Baelnorns are. This way. 
and you are led into a restricted section of the library. And he pulls several books off and sets them down. And it is more... Uh, when you get into it, I'll, I'll let you know. Mm -hmm. um, but they, you basically get the sense that this is what you can learn about, and that's it. Okay. For now. <laughs> so I will begin pouring through. Go ahead and make a, a history roll. Come on. Okay. Okay, that's not terrible. That's a 16. Okay. Um, so a lot of this is um, more so about how phylacteries are created. Uh, and but... <clears throat> I know Arch or Bailnorns don't use phylacteries, correct? Uh, correct. Correct. Their power stems from their love for family and desire to protect our lineage. It is gifted to them by the Celadrine. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of stuff on liches themselves and the actual act of how to become a lich, or more so how not to become a lich. I pay particular attention to the, the second part. Both equal parts, but also warning signs of not becoming an evil entity consumed by dark desire. Here, you should be good. All right, so <clears throat> uh, looking into the, the evil way of, uh, and what not to do, um, you learn that most liches uh, become this way through means of necromancy, using magical receptacle known as the phylactery. Uh, in some sources, the method of becoming a lich is referred to as the ritual of becoming or ceremony of endless night. The process is often described as requiring the creation and consumption of a deadly potion known as the elixir of defilation, which is to be drunk on a full moon, although the exact details of the potion are described differently in various sources that you are reading through, the creation of the potion almost universally entails acts of extreme and utter evil, such as using the uh, ingredient of the blood of an infant slain or a, a heinous act against someone you love by a potential lich's own hand or other similarly vile components. The potion invariably kills the drinker but if the process is successful, it raises again some days later as an undead lich. So um, as you continue to read on, looking specifically for Baelnord stuff, um, you find, you actually find a little bit. It is rare, and you can probably get the sense that elves and elven society keep this lore very close to their chests. Um, and if you want in-depth stuff, you're probably going to have to go to an elven city and an elven-specific library. But there is some information here. Um, you find a general description of what a Belnorn is. Um, it is the willing, a willing undead elf 
where the elf they are the elf equivalent of liches. They are hardly as disturbingly wrong as the corrupt undead, and they did not project and they do not project the fearsome aura that the regular liches do. They are sustained by magic and granted life of a sort of beyond nature. Uh, Bailnorns appear largely as they did in life, though an immediate yet subtle cue, a clue uh, is the existence of shriveled and wrinkled skin turning slightly translucent over time. Uh, some of the oldest Bailnorn seem to have little more than a hint of body hair and skin around their skeletons. Unlike liches, though, this was the extent of their degradation, and they did not fall into the loose piles of bones. Um, but elven unlife is very similar to, your to their lifespans, and human liches live for centuries. No one has ever reported a millennia-old Bailnorn. The method of becoming a Bailnorn is high magic and divine ritual. And that is all you know about it. Hi, magic. All right. So it, you do learn the pro that the process to becoming a Belnorn is completely different than becoming an actual lich. Yeah. Yeah. And something you can kind of get or piece together is that they're more chosen and don't choose themselves. All right. She files all that away and will uh, head out. She'll obviously thank the master, but... His name well, is um, Hamankost. Hamankost. Master Hamankost. Uh, and she will bow to all the frilly fineries and uh, make her way back out to Alina. Yeah. He um he nods to your bow and you can you get the sense that he is looking at you through very, very inquisitive and judging eyes. Like not not, not judging you like oh, how dare you look into this, but more like I I walk this road, I know exactly what you're doing, be and I'm keeping my eye on you, basically. Yeah. And she'll recognize that and kind of be thankful for that glare and go back to the bow and then head out. Okay. Uh, Harold, what are you doing? Uh, a few things. So let me get my list together shortly. Um, first of all, I know the first thing I want to do is check and see how my, uh, how setting things up for the old Zentarum went. Um, I want to see the fallout of the Xanathar destruction and see how much of a presence they still have in Waterdeep as I like spend my few days kind of like gathering information. I want to desert, I want to determine how Manchun is feeling by rumors on the street and uh, try to pick out another target to screw him. And uh, then I'm going to spend the rest of my time basically going to the field ward with Seisha. Setting okay. Up she All right. <clears throat> You scour the streets and hit up the shady taverns you know that alley blades and bully blades find themselves. You stop by the butcher for another order of ribs with a little extra on the side. You even meet with Steve the doorman at the dreaded casino. Ah. <laughs> you stop by Monty and even pay off a few street urchins looking for information and proof of your plans taking hold. 
Go ahead and make investigation checks. Oh. Well, I'm all right at investigating. <laughs> oh, nice. 18. 18. Okay. Okay. Rumors on the streets are overtaken about the destruction of the Xanathar's Guild. Some people are happy, but others fear that what threat will fill the void. Others pass it off as rumors, saying many have tried to take the guild down, but none have succeeded. There is one group of individuals that seem more than eager and ecstatic at the destruction of the guild. They're rivals of the Black Network, the Zentara. With many of the alley blades out of a source of protection, income, or ability to scratch their thieving itch, you hear that many of the city-dwelling Xanathar members are joining the ranks of the Zentarum in a strange time of momentarily peace. Some people fear the rise of Manchun's power, but you know the real threat is now that there are more hands to spread harrow dust through the streets. There are no whispers of the Red Wing just yet, as a, a name has not yet been given. However, you did catch faint wind of one person mentioning a new symbol recently seen and a few whispers of a harrow dust shipment getting hit by the Xanathar on the night of the guild layer attack. But that was abandoned when their lair went boom. Fair. Some say it was it is just coincidence, while others feel like it was a setup to distract the Xanathar so Manchun's men could infiltrate and strike a heavy blow to their rivals in this blood war. And that is what All you right. find out. I'm cool with that. 100 percent um and then the rest of your time is in the field ward which we will get to um with i believe mm -hmm. everybody <laughs> so uh let's move to voss i have obviously a first priority yep uh you you want to go to mama Uwe's? yep and vinley is going with you yep, yep. mm-hmm Much is this gonna cost? All thing. the money. Probably. <clears throat> you make your way through the city uh, as it has begun, uh, you know, in the morning, begins to wind up and make your way apart um, to where there's an alleyway that leads. Uh, Okay, yes. Leads to an alleyway with multiple, uh, to a doorway with multiple arcane wardings and an ever-watchful raven. You make your way inside to a deeply dimmed room as the reanimated familiar of her brother's severed hand fills, uh, feels you enter and motions you into a private room beyond the veil of a dividing curtain. Yeah, and I'm going to assume that this is like the crack of dawn. Oh yeah. yeah, as yep. early as I yep. possibly and, uh, can get it. I also have my three familiars out. Okay. Are you holding the frog, or is it like hopping behind? Yeah, you? I have the frog, okay. like <laughs> a stack of books. Got I it. hide my discomfort. <laughs> they were a gift. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not your fault. This is this is you don't. I yep. pray you never meet one of them. The. As the sun is just cresting the peaks of Mount Waterdeep, the area before you is nearly dark, save for a few candles lit in the corners. A pungent red smoke stings your nostrils as it permeates the room. In the center, you see Mama Ue sitting in the center of a ritual circle, seemingly in a trance, until you hear... 
You also notice through the smoke a fine silvery thread of magical energy that looks as if it is being pulled from the center of her body. Vinley, you remember seeing her in this astral projected state before. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I, I stop Voss from saying okay. anything. No, I. the last time I did this, bad things happened. I immediately take rank behind you. <laughs> gotcha. Um, she'll whisper and say, she's sleeping, but she's sleeping in the astral sea. It helps slow aging. Um, but last time we woke her up, it's, she said it was dangerous to wake her up. So, yes, yes. But then she, was, then she laughed and said it was a joke. Oh. I, have no I forget idea. jokes so often. <laughs> um, I guess I'm going to go. I will allow my frog to wake her up because I'm not going to get close to her. All right. So this, your like zombified frog, just like <laughs> with each, we each land. It's just like this thud that sounds like it plops. This heavy, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you fill hoping... it with ball bearings before we got here? <laughs> no, I filled it with its rotting guts. It's a large frog. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was... Could have been worded better. No, no, I suppose I asked a stupid question. <laughs> but as you... As you or the frog wakes her up, uh, you see all of the candles brighten at once as life is breathed back into her body. Her eyes shoot open as you swear you just saw a ghost inhabit Mama Ue's body. What time be a child, you be a disturbing mama. And she holds the frog up. She's like looking it in the face, talking to the frog. It licks its eye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, she's blind. So like, she's no. blindly talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it must be important. What can mama do for you? <laughs> um, I uh, have business with you actually today. I do as well. Yes, yes, we both do, but um, mine may be costly, so mm-hmm. I um, have a fish that's dead, and he needs you to make it not. I don't breathe life into the dead. My magics can only animate. Now, if you be wanting him to be a swimmer, I can do that for you. But it won't be living any more than the black bird that watch over me. But why your fish so special? It's an important fish to me. Um, It has sentimental properties to it, I suppose. It represents potentially something very... I like it. It's, It's a nice fish, and it's... He used to be a sailor. It reminds him of his time on the ocean. That. You if you just want to say that you, uh, you want him to be a familiar, just say so. No, no, no. I, I have no desire. How would that work? Finley giggles. <laughs> and Voss is imagining like the fish either swimming around him or flopping uselessly along the land. <laughs> <laughs> like end over end. And neither really, yeah, neither really appeals to him. Um, All right. um, But what do you want Mama to do? Two things, then. First, could you recommend someone who would be able to 
Perhaps bring this creature back to life. Of course. A cleric. Someone who this wouldn't seem... stupid. I... Latanda. Him, the Lord of Lights. But also Maliki. She, um... Protect over nature. Oh, okay. Um, that would be lovely. Um, until that time occurs, um, for payment, of course, could I trouble you to hold on to this here uh, without it decaying? Some type of preservation, perhaps, so that mm. when the time comes to resurrect this, I have it available. That I can do. But let mm. me see him fish. I reach into the bag of holding and search for something fish-shaped. And you feel something broken and fishy. Ugh. I pull it out and say, I don't know what the cost or the limit to bring him back to life is, but for now I would just appreciate him being properly preserved so that when the time comes, when his purpose needs to be fulfilled, he will come back to us. And she blindly holds out a hand, kind of like off center from you. I flop it in her hand. And as it touches her hand, she brings it close and then drops it to the ground. She goes, There's a dark ore tied to that golden spotted devil. Oh. If, if I'm to be watching over him, I be cast in a protection of divination magics. Whatever him tied to, I want no purpose here. But that would cost an additional 140 dragons per diem due to the diamond dust consumed in the protections. Yep. I agree to this. And I will pay her 140 gold to do whatever is necessary to protect the corpse of this fish until we are ready to resurrect it. Yeah. Uh, what she was just saying is it's 140 to protect from divination magic so the fish can't be found. Oh, God, yes, we want that. that yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that, much better it, than the rust protection I thought we were getting. No, 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 no. Um, no, it, it is, she felt what, that this fish is tied to something dark and she's like, nope, mm -mm, don't want it. Okay. And if I, I am going to have it, I'm going to make sure nobody else can find it. <laughs> I am removing... I'm going to keep track of how much money Silgar costs me over this adventure. <laughs> we'll should. start with 100, 140 gold. I pay her. Um, just that, or does she need more to like keep it and preserve it? Well, she doesn't have to feed it. No, that is an advantage. <laughs> oh, they're arguing about it. No, 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 sorry. No. Oh. I'm keeping we're track. Looking what? up a, a, a spell. I'm opening up an um, Excel spreadsheet to keep track of <laughs> Silgar costs. Um, and you see her pick up the, uh, the fish and start waddling into um, her shop past her bedroom and starts preparing a way to preserve this fish yep. um, 
Is there anything else you need from me? I step aside. Actually have something for you. And she will open the bag and say, perhaps you should come to the back just in case anyone were to walk in. Do you want me to watch the door while you do that? You see her just kind of stand silently as if staring through you, not only because she's blind, but maybe something else has happened. And she goes, we are being watched over. No okay. problem. Him know to make noise. Um, she will pull the grail corpse out mm-hmm. and put it on her counter. And she'll feel around it and then go, what's I been eating with that creature? I figured, uh, much like you were making me a talisman to protect V with her body parts, um, you could probably find a way to make talismans to protect against specifically things from the far realm, since it seems to be so abundant recently. I could possibly use it as a base for protections. And you could charge almost double for it. You mix it with a base of dehydrated lion's mane mushroom. Hopefully they'll make proof against the madness. And I was hoping um, perhaps to get the price for the talisman for V knocked down in exchange for this corpse. Go ahead and make a persuasion check with advantage. Yes. I think I just died. That's a natural 20. (laughs) Nice. Nice. This is a 20 and a four. (laughs) Okay. What do you think is a fair price? Well, what do you normally charge for basic protection amulets against madness? Uh, What this is going to be is going to be no less than 2,500 dragons. Hmm. Perhaps maybe 500 off total price and we call it even that sounds fair perfect and she pulls out uh 250 gold pieces and puts it on the counter and she says is the talisman ready (laughs) wait yeah it'll take 10 minutes to render as long as them have this in their possession them are better protected perfect Over the next 10 minutes, the woman procures a few of her bags of protection, the hair you have provided, a pinch of diamond dust, a mix of red clay, finely ground dirt, herb-infused wax, and mixes it into a brass brazier before setting it ablaze. With your request, she then molds the mixture into a fetish of your chosen design. Ooh. I want it to look like kind of like Bob Bush, like a single sprout, like with the motif stamped into it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, And it has like multiple branches of uh, like green on it, like a dark, dark uh, royal green. So you're like a, like a medallion or a brooch that has a, a 
plant basically pressed into it. Yeah, kind of like a Tree of Life-esque. I'm just going to point out Bob Bush is purple. V likes the color green, though. Okay. And I'm not putting purple on things. Okay. (laughs) Harold died a little inside, but okay. Uh, And it is... Uh, exactly like that. It is not something that is beautifully crafted or, you know, uh, molded from metal and anything like that. It is definitely very obviously handmade, um, but it has a nice eclectic and uh, charm to it. Perfect. I think that wraps up everything we have to do here. Yes, this was productive. Thank you. Um, I was unaware of the strong magical ties my fish had. (laughs) I can tell when something is tied to other things sometimes. Thank you. Whatever is tied to this thing is deeply tied to it. Very bad juju. Very. Maybe, Maybe at some time when we of time and proper preparation, we can sever that tie. And whenever I run across a creature like that, I'll bring it back to you. Greatly appreciate it. Now, have a good day. I need to start prepping some things. Thank you again. Uh, All right, that concludes Mama Ue. What's next on your list, Vas? Oh, God. Um, There's actually something else that's on your list that you don't realize is on your list. As every day, (laughs) at some point, you are greeted by a large man with golden curls. Oh, damn it. Yep. (laughs) And he does not force you to go. He merely asks... I, I, it's not a matter of if I want to, it's a matter of if I need to. So I will find some time to piss around with Mert. Okay. Do, how many days do you go? Um, okay. So I've got some shit I need to do, obviously. So just like last time, this doesn't take a full day. Yeah. This okay. only takes a couple hours, a couple hours out of a day. So in lieu of crafting potions. Mm-hmm. I will do this, actually, because okay. it okay. pains me to do that. But um, uh, I will say I, you, you will still be able to finish the one that you have half made. Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I will spend time with yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. Mert. <laughs> okay. Okay. Over the next few days, you are connected by Mert to continue your exploration into the defamination of and hold on supplies being delivered to the manor. You visited the butcher's guild hall and the master baker's hall. Over the next few days, you visit the fellowship of innkeepers for advertisements, the fishmongers fellowship for fish, launderers guild for clean rags, the venter distillers and brewers guild for spirits. (laughs) Uh, Go ahead and roll me a persuasion check. With advantage, because you have Mert with you. Hey, fair. Okay, give me one second. Oh, that's pretty good. 21. Yeah, uh, as you persuade and explain to the guild masters the misunderstanding, you and Mert both. You're, you're going to have to actually make 
more than just one. Hold on, because it's over the next couple of days. Right. So. Is there any way, and I will ask, and obviously I'll mark take the lead on this, any way I can lean on these people to make an intimidation instead of a persuasion check? Um, you would know that, that doing that in this particular moment, you're trying to clear your name, and if you come at them Damn. hard, you're probably going to look more guilty. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Yep. Uh, these it. are these are people that literally have your business by the uh, business. If you know okay, what I, mean. I made another, <laughs> I made another persuasion check. Is that one uh, also an advantage? Uh, it is. Yes. Yeah, because you're you're with Mert the whole time. Okay. You you are both talking. Fifteen. Okay. Okay. And. One, one more? La one last one. one more. Okay. And it's... Ah, natural 20. 22. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, D&D Beyond. <laughs> uh, go ahead and... While you're also talking with them, you're trying to gain information as to why this has occurred. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and make an investigation check. This is not an advantage. Yep. Five. Uh, no. Three times. Three times. 17. Okay. Another natural 20, 25. Okay. And 23, or 22, wow. sorry. Nice. Yeah. All right. Very well done. Dindy so, beyond. So with the help of Mert, who knows how to grease palms and throw his weight around both figuratively and metaphorically, you're able to persuade the guild leaders into realizing it was a misunderstanding through false rumor mongering, possibly started by a patron angry over poor service or another in jealous of the, uh, in, uh, another jealous of the business you may have been stealing from. I remember the name of that made up business that Harold came up with. <laughs> yep. And you, you blame them. Yep. Yes. Uh, they all agree to continue shipments at the start of the 10-day with a reduced cost for the misunderstanding. As for your investigation, with every interaction, you learn that there isn't a single, one single person, but a multitude of random people that is spreading the defamation of your tavern. They're not described to be anyone you know or could recognize. However, you realize that it feels orchestrated and purposeful, as if to send a message from someone powerful. The only thing that stands out amongst all of the frustrating chaos is that one of the complaints was filed by a masked lord. Gee, I'm I wonder which a, one. I'm uh, getting a fair, fairly clear idea of what is happening here. Somewhat. Okay. I you also expressed interest in wanting to know who the guild masters were? Yes. Yes. So you met all of them. Cool. Of the butchers is Master Butcher Armel Benoit. I will we'll copy and paste this for you. Buddy. That guy's the Master Butcher? Yes, he is. He is. Oh, yeah. Wow. Did not know. Okay. Yes. Of the bakers is Master uh, Patissier. And I'll go ahead and ask if any of these names sound familiar to me. I doubt they do, but possibly. Um, uh, Master Patissier, Caterina Bru uh, Brulares, which is the baker on the side of Meats and Treats. Wow. Um, the innkeepers, Master of Hospitality, Brathen Zilmer, who you have heard of, as the foreman mentioned that he is his boss. Um, the foreman was oh. the guy that helped make your place. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, the fishmongers is Master Angler uh, Ibrave uh, Halotrel. Fancy Haltura. name for fishmonger. 
Yeah. Yep. Uh, the uh, Master of the Launderers Guild is Master of Cleanliness, uh, Jeldith Kondar. And the Vinners is Master of Spirits, Razar Slissen. And you have actually met um, Razar Slissen before, as it was the form that Vajra Safar took before walking into your place. Huh. And you have also met... Um, think it was Brath and it Zilmer, was Brath and Zilmer that Laurel Silverhand took the form of. Yep. Did you guys mention an Omen Dran? Is that right? What? Did I hear Omen? I'm just no. checking. Okay, cool. No. Oh, checking. So in the chat and I was like, wait, Omen Dran? I would what? <laughs> but yes, you you uh, went upon meeting the innkeeper Brath and Zilmer and the vintner Razar Slizen, you real you recognize their faces as the images that um, both Vajra and Laurel took in order to wander the streets and not be bothered before walking into your manor. Yep. Um, also, uh, you notice that Mert is very curious about the mention of a mass lord being involved in the deception and blatantly asks you, now who the hell did you piss off? And I this look, is when you're down in his carriage. I yeah. look down the street and up down. I say, everyone from that end of the city probably to that end. And he slaps you on the back and he goes, ha, 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 that's my man. Have you, you know, you remind me a little bit of myself in my younger days. Damn it, why does everybody keep saying that? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Waterdeep. Everybody's a little bit like everybody. I have a question for you, actually. Well, I'm just a big barrel of answers as he, like, hugs his belly. This is a personal one. And um, I will say again, this is while you guys are in the uh, carriage. The carriage. In between yeah. trips. Well, it depends on how personal you want to get. Word reached my ear that you once worked for the Iron Ring. All right. That's a little direct. Uh, but let me tell you a story. I ventured down into Undermountain with Durnan back in 1302. Yeah, it's 1492 now. Think about how long that is. Let that rattle around in your brain. Maybe I'm a lich. <laughs> Anyways. I became a spy for Waterdeep and infiltrated the Thieves' Guild previously, the one before the Xanathar Thieves' Guild, under the guise of Thonius the Thief, which eventually led to the eradication of the original guild from the city. You did that. I mean, I didn't single-handedly do it, but my hand was involved. I was stirring the pot. I'll go ahead and insight check him. I don't know if it'll do much good. And you can insight check for the, this whole thing. Yeah, just thing. make an insight check. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not great. Nine. Hard to read. Like, <laughs> yeah. You get the sense, like, I mean, it's a story. Take it at face value or yeah. believe what you, what you want. Yeah. But you, Maybe. Can't tell, you can't tell he's lying. Voss yeah. wants to believe this is true. Yep. Now, after that, I was tasked with keeping tabs on Skullport because of the infiltration abilities that I had shown and the capacity sort of to survive under mountain that I had proven before with Durnan. It was during that time that I met Transtra. She was a Lamia noble servant. I'm talking like 
mad hot on the top, but like a snake on the bottom. But she could take the form of a person, typically a fortune teller. And she was the current leader of the Iron Ring with Skullport around the 1370, I believe. And um, I met her because I frequented her fest hall in Skullport. And her underlying, uh, her underling and lead slaver was a piss ant dwarf with a fetish for minotaurs. I guess he liked them horny. <laughs> I think his name was uh, Amergo. Yeah, I believe that was his name. But she was my informant, at least unbeknownst to her, and you know maybe possibly occasional lover. However, that was the most certainly beknownst to everyone the four floors below of her establishment. That snake could hear something like earthquakes. Yes, there are powerful people and organizations like that. And is there anything else you'd like to know about little old me? Yes. If Do you still have ways, contacts, means of being able to spy on such organizations? Oh, I gave that up a long time ago. But I might be able to weasel something for you. And how much would you charge for that? Depends on how much work it costs me, but we'll figure that out later. Let's first get square on the tavern. Yes, yes. One debt before the other. Yes. Thank you for sharing this with me. Thank you for having the balls to ask. I have been informed by at least four different people in the city that apparently you could easily kill me, so I don't know. What do I have to lose at this point? <laughs> oh, you don't say. And it's about that time that you notice that there's a small dagger, but butt end pressed against your stomach. A little bit quicker than you thought, didn't I? Yes, I suppose agility hasn't lost as you've wrapped yourself in layers of fat for the winter. (laughs) Aye, aye. Now, I'm sure that you could sneak up on me if you wanted to, but we're just friends here, aren't we? We're aligned. Business partners. Aye. Aye. Don't go stabbing me in the back and I won't stab you. I'll take you at your word on that. And I extend hand out to him. And he wraps his hand uh, around your forearm. This has been enlightening. Thank you. And I appreciate the help that you've given this bar. There's nothing light about me. <laughs> Lost his laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and after every day, he drops you off. And, yeah. uh, looks like we got this business settled. See, it wasn't so bad, you and I hanging out. Hopefully we can do it again in the future. We may, actually. Thank you. All right, now get the hell out of my courage. You had such a good moment. <laughs> Pick the door open and get out. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and you can hear him just cackling as it as it yeah. drives off. You can yeah. just hear the boisterous laugh coming. I almost forgot for a moment how much I hate him. <laughs> uh, your passive insight definitely picks up that his "get the hell out of my carriage" was not. Um, no, I I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's definitely he likes poking bears. Yeah, but you're a big cuddly one. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's another thing. Uh, all right. Um, so that was forced on you. Anything? Uh, what what's next on your list? I need we... to go by the tavern. Okay. See if something was delivered to me. Okay. <clears throat> yep. Uh, you were just there. <laughs> yeah, fair uh, enough. You uh, no no no. I'm talking to Dustin. Um, you you go to the tavern mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, you walk in and uh, Kara actually lets you know that there is a shipment in the cellar. Thank you. Did it say from who? Uh, She does not know. Understood. I'll give it a look. And whenever I feel I'm not being watched or whenever I feel the cell is empty... I would like to go down and look what is inside the shipment. As you pry open the box, you find a mangled and disheveled brass and red uh, clothes figure of a nimblerite. I close the box back up, nail it, um, necessarily. Um, Obviously, I can't carry this myself. Correct. Got it. Say again. Obviously, I can't carry this myself, right? Uh, not the crate. No. Okay. Um, I make it in a way so it looks inconspicuous, so nobody's gonna bother it. Drape something over it. Just let it be forgotten. Yep. Now. Um. Do you want me to make a stealth roll for that, or? No, you just cover the crate back up. Your okay. workers aren't gonna look into your own business. Yeah. Cool. Um, I get up and I go find Seisha. Okay. Uh, what's your passive perception again? My passive perception is 15. Okay. Thank you. So you go find Seisha. Okay. Hey. Hey. Do you still have that nimble right detector? I would imagine I do. I never got you rid do. of it. I'll you leave do. it to you. I do? Okay. Yeah. yeah, why? Do you remember the nimble right that we took that from? Yeah. I'm going to go visit the Temple of Gone and return it to him, along with a shipment, something he's been wanting for a little while. Okay. Well, You're welcome here. to come if you want. Oh, sure. This is getting into my business, which you asked. So, here we are. I would be happy to come with you, boss. Thank you. I need you to carry a box for me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It all becomes clear. (laughs) It's so fucked. Um, Oh, okay. Where is it? uh, It's back at the tavern. I had it delivered. Okay, well, if I'm going to carry that, you're going to have to carry this. And she hands him the nimble right detector. Oh my. <laughs> I will help you. I'm not asking you to carry it by yourself. 
how big is this box? Decently sized, about human sized, I imagine. It doesn't have a person in it. I'll tell is you what's inside it. Is it the nimble right that it was looking for? Wow. Okay. I used my contacts to get that back. We may receive a bit of cash, but there's something else I want to do too. And while I'm at the, if I'm assuming you're at the manor, yeah, I asked to pick up. I asked to wrap up a Avron's remains, which seemed mechanical as well. Uh, yes, you said that you gathered that last time. Yep, mm -hmm. I take that as well. Okay. Um, depending on what you're doing, uh, Katie slash Sasha, um, we can take care of this now or we can do it later. I'm fine with either option, whatever okay. the DMs prefer. Um, uh, we can go through this. Yep, we can do it now. Okay. <laughs> um, we go down to the cellar, that we go back down to the, into the tavern, and I display the box. I open it up so you can see what is inside of it. And it is. You recognize it? Yep. Melted okay. and broken. <laughs> Yikes. That, yeah. wow. Go Harold. Harold, that spell, that seems to be very, very useful. Yeah, I'm really scared of somebody casting that on me. That's a good point. I need to get those snaps on my armor like the guard captain had. How much would that cost? I don't know. I have That's to ask Embrick. Something to look into now that we actually have some money that will yeah. soon be fleetingly leaving our hands. Probably. Hey, by the way, and as we're traveling with this... And I'll go box. ahead and take one end of the box. Yeah, you working together, we're not going to make you roll anything. You're able to uh, force it up the stairs and uh, into a... Pivot! Wagon. Pivot! I am pivoting. You're going left. I'm going... You're, we're both going left. It's my oh. left, not your left. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. So uh, you make your way out and load it onto a carriage and head down uh, to the House of Inspired Hands, the Temple of God. And as you walk through the halls of chaos, hearing the screams of a man who has burned the eyes from their sockets through the use of experimental light-enhancing goggles. My eyes! You also see a few architectural design models get destroyed by an escaped armored-hided canine-like creature called the D a Dillofox. Oh, do we have one? <laughs> what, what do you think the answer to that is going to be? Probably and, a no. Yes. When we have, I'll tell you what, Sasha. When we have one of those massive Ponzi Noble estates with a huge yard, you can get a mechanical demon dog to put in the back of it. Well, you know, now I have a life goal. Fine. If we're in a castle, I don't care. Get as many demon dogs as you want to patrol around and live their lives and frolic freely while murdering everything. Demon mechanical dogs. Yes. <laughs> Uh, you make your way into the tall mechanical room with the massive orrery where you meet back up with Techsmith Twiggy, uh, the gnome who has uh, several hats on his head with several goggles and a monocle or and a, a, a monocle-like device that fits over one eye that is extended out uh, as he is expect inspecting something. Um, and the curiously sentient automaton Nim. Intellectually sapient and curiously sentient automaton. Yep. But 
as he comes back down riding the gears you see him in his very formal noble like uh double breast tailed coat but no pants as he is a robot nim yes i come bearing a gift and i we come bearing a gift push the crate forward inspiring what is inside i kind of look yeah i'll do it a little bit (laughs) (laughs) and you see the six lights that are on his curved faceplate grow glow brighter and i also give him the nimble right finder that he gave us uh twig will take that Ah, thank you very much i will need that it has my a shard of my power source Ah, yes, of course. And uh, you see Twiggy kind of go up and take it out and put it back in the center compartment as it opens. And you see him put it back into his compartment. This might be useful. As an agreement for these items, for my inquiry and analysis of the living soul, the Temple of Gond will extend a payment of 500 dragons. I have not come alone with a single gift, but I have two more to bear on you. And Inspiring. I, the bag opens. I do not have the mind to divine what this is, but this was gifted upon our doorstep. While mangled it remains, I thought of you when I saw it, that perhaps uh, you might be able to divine something from it. And uh, you, you watch as like Twiggy kind of you, you watch as he like looks at the nimble right device that without the thing in it and he just kind of tosses it over his shoulder and it clunk clunks and cratters and crashes to the ground as he moves and makes his way down as he pulls his uh as he clicks a button on the uh, monocle as it telescopes as he looks and he goes ooh fascinating ah yes I know exactly what this is I have seen one before it is absolutely useless and it's what is it. Uh, it's a buncula. Uh, it's, like it. it's like it's like a, um, a construct of so- sorts. Um, Alchemical construct. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like the sort of thing somebody who lies all the time would use. Oddly specific and not necessarily true at all. Yes, there are many artifices in the world that create homunculi. Oh, this is a very specific individual I was thinking of. Well, His pants might as well be on fire. Well, I have no pants. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving on. Another part. I want you to listen to me. And I want you to get perhaps pen and paper as well. As I have knowledge to impart on you. And um, he pulls, uh, goes to his side and actually wheels out a uh, large chalkboard. I then, using scribing keen, everything that you say. Using keen mind, I describe to him the constructs that we defeated in the dog book in as much detail as I can remember, the runes on them, the gears, every single machination that I possibly can. And you see like a computerized perfect rendering of what you are saying. And he looks this over for a while and goes, 
inspiring, yet it doesn't make sense. How so? How much do you know of artificer work? A mechanical theory. Little. Next to nothing. Hmm. Then it would take hours to make you comprehend why it would not work, but... I assure you it did. It's like gibberish nonsense. It doesn't make sense. But I will use it as inspiration. If at some point in time I wish to have a device studied so that it could be replicated, could I count on you for this, Nim? I will try my best to replicate whatever you need. Thank you. As long as it is inspiring. And then he goes, and you actually see his head tilt. He goes, ah, I have discovered the anomaly. It's as if somebody researched something and learned just enough to write about it, but not enough to understand it. Hmm. That's pretty fair. I think. Well, that does explain a few things. Yeah. Hmm. Thank you, Nem. I may visit you from time to time. I would like to see the progress you make, and I tap the crate. You are an interesting person. A person. Inspiring. Yes. A person. Would you be willing to commit yourself to being a subject of an experiment? Do it for science. <laughs> oh, details, sir. All details will be uh, uh, given to you at your next agreement. You do not have to agree to it as of now, but wait until you hear what I have. I promise it is magnificent. It is something I have been working on that I think you could use if it doesn't dissolve your boats. Speaking of things that you can use, upon the agreement of the 500 dragons was also a non-magical wondrous invention of your choice, including adjustable stilts, a parapack, a bark box, a collapsing pole, or a matchless pipe. What's a bark box? It is a box that replicates the sound of a canine. Sasha. Yeah. You can pick the one. Oh. Um. And if you want to know more about it, you can easily ask. And you learn that the adjustable stilts are the ones that you've seen multiple yeah. times that rise anywhere between one and five feet. How A long is the adjustable pole? Ten it, feet. It's collapsible a, pole. Ten feet? Yep, that's, it's a ten foot collapsible pole. Yep. You've actually seen one. Have I? Yeah, or Kira had it. Oh, that's right! Yep. A parapack is a parachute. Legitimately. A bark box has been explained to you, and a matchless pipe is a matchless pipe that can be lit in any type of surrounding. Voss internally regrets doing this because he feels she's going to pick the bark box. 
because it's the stupidest one out of all of them. I would like to request the collapsible pole. It shall be yours. And you are gifted a collapsible pole and 500 dragons. Yep. I go ahead and split that between the two of us. What about everybody else? This was something that I concocted using connections that I had. I need to keep the 250 for myself. I have plans for this. Okay, I'll tell you what. Because you helped me, you can have half. I have an idea for it. I'll tell you about it in the carriage. Okay, I'm listening. Okay. You guys get in the carriage, yeah. Okay. So, I've been thinking about it, and I want to help the field horde more than I do, right? And you've been out there helping, so... Um, I was talking to V, and I've been going out there with Harold, and we're going to get Venley, and I thought all of us could go out there for the day, and um, I want to try to help them build up the field ward, and part of that is education, and part of that is helping them be able to protect themselves, and I think I want to use this money for that. In what way? I want to start another tavern out there. And I want to buy arms and weapon and armor for sort of like a, a, a neighborhood way, watch. In a way, that's what I've been doing out there. Really? Yes. This is a discussion we can have with the rest of the group, but do you remember that building that we raided a long time ago with Kaiservex? The one I wanted to buy, yeah. Yes. It's going to require a lot of work, but the space inside of it is suitable. I don't know what buying property in the field ward is like. This is something we'll discuss with the rest of the group, but I don't yeah. mind spending this money investing in recreating and building it. Boss, you just made me so happy. <laughs> and she's going to lean over and give him a big hug. Oh, that's what I do. You know... You do when you're not pissing me off. There are certain aspects of what we're doing here I'm not going to be able to tell the group. You're going to have to accept that at some point. I just... But understand that the things I keep secret, I don't do that to harm the group. It's not even just about the group, boss. I want to trust you. And sometimes you make that really hard. I know. But everything I want to do involves the survival of us. And sometimes that means making choices that you're going to find distasteful. Thus, I went from never having stepped foot outside three people to being in the middle of a city, being hunted down by rival gangs, having nightmares about this incredible being being torn apart by something that I'm terrified of and feel like I'm being hunted by. I don't, you don't have to worry about me 
being displeased it's with not you. about you being displeased with me i'm not worried about that what worries me and why i will not give you the stone is because that dark part of you has not yet been conquered that is what you need to do next do you acknowledge how dangerous it is for you to have this stone though i do and you can ask you can put a zone of truth on me when i say i don't want to have this but i believe you but out of all of us in reality we know the least about you what you are and where you came from and what lurks inside of you I am, at the end of the day, just a man. Dangerous, perhaps, but that is all I am. But you? That part of you is something at some point you will have to confront and conquer. There is no getting around it. You can't avoid it. can't move back on it. Because the truth is, that darkness inside you could actually be useful if you can control and acknowledge it. And there's I have one... something that may be able to... Go ahead. There's there's one thing I've noticed. What when, is it? When I lose time, mm -hmm. I always seem to come back because of you. Then we will prepare something for that. But I have something that may help you in the meantime. You wanted, if you're going to acknowledge your dark side, you're also going to have to accept the penance for the things that you've done. Yeah. Do you want to know the names of the four people at the docks? You know them? I do. Yes. I give you four names. I'll prepare... I can... I may actually just be able to forward this or copy it to you. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and text it to you. Okay. Through the phone. You should have, you, I believe, Goblin, you wrote these names down already. I did not write all of them down because I didn't get the information. Uh, you did. You wrote them on the day. I, we, we went back and watched it. Oh, yesterday. yeah. No, I did okay. write them down. That's right. Yeah, I've got cool. them. If you've got uh, them, then you've got them. But we also, I also have them if you need a reminder. Okay. Of what they are. Cool. No, I think I've got them in here somewhere. Okay. I'll just go through my notes. I got a few. Yeah, it's um, it's. Are you telling them to her now, Voss? Yes. It's. He Thoth. has them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You okay. have them. I do. Okay. Cool. Cool. Thom, Durdisk, Marianne Zeo, Robert Fulsey, Felray Pyle. The one thing you need to acknowledge is that even though you've lost time, this, whatever it is, is still you. Much as it pains, you killed them. And if you accept responsibility for that and move forward with it, I think you can begin to start accepting. Just worried about music drowning him out right now. Conquering and controlling this darkness inside of you. But we can't run from it anymore. Yeah. I never wanted to run from it, boss. So, 
what I was discussing with Jarlaxle about. This war between the Xanatharns and Tarnum needs to escalate. But what we can do is protect those who cannot defend themselves from it. Right. I want to go to the field ward, and I have been for the past few days in teaching them to defend themselves, taking back that territory as if it was theirs, defending it as if it was theirs, because it is. And if the city will not acknowledge their presence and will not assist them, they must assist themselves. I'm going to go there tonight and patrol specifically for Harrow Dust. Can I come with you? Yes, but here's the thing, Sasha. We've encountered these before. You've cured one. Yeah. And you know what will have to be done to the rest that can't be. Can you stomach that? Yes. I'm going to insight check you on this. <laughs> okay. I got a natural one, okay. so... No. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Nobody out the truther. You you take it at complete face value. Okay. All right. We'll tell the rest of the group too. It may need all of us in order to do this. I just um what time? Yes. Late. Okay. Oh. One other thing. Gary L said thank you for the flowers. I figured as much. I like her. Fine. Understand she is a criminal. Yeah, well, I don't seem to have much problem running with criminals, do I? No, I suppose you don't. Can I tell you something? Certainly. I kissed her. Ooh. It Forgive me for not having the the freak out that perhaps Vio Miliano. No, no, it's just it was my my first kiss, and it was really nice. Well, I'm glad that that makes you happy. Do you remember your first kiss? Oh, sorry. I visibly tense up, and. That's not a part of my life I want to talk about. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. You didn't know. It's all right. It's who you Thank are. You. You're the question asker. I am. But I've learned a lot since we got here. And I've learned that not all knowledge is meant to be shared. No. Um, when we get back, there's something else I want to talk to everybody about, too. Sure. Family meeting! Yay. All right, so uh, before we get to that, there's a couple other things that people wanted to do. Again, yeah, this but... is over the course of four days. Mm -hmm. Um. So Minley? Stuff I wanted to do too. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Vinley uh, to get to later <laughs> on yep. probably the first night or the second night she sets up the down in the fighting pits actually she will set up her spread for reanimation okay. and she'll do everything the same but instead of saying now be my friend this time as she raises him she says you know I never knew your name but I always thought of you as kind of like a Michael, maybe. And I think you're pretty fitting this way. And she puts the smiling mask on him and says, you were always so crazy, Michael. And uh, he raises up and she says, you will now be called crazy Michael. And, um, she will have him follow her around from now on. And then on the next day, she will go to V, Harold, and probably everyone, just whenever she sees them and says, hey, um, by the way, uh, planning on going to see Zelopharn later today. If you want to come, you have to figure out how to breathe underwater. Cool, I'll meet you at the docks at two, bye. I'm gonna yeah. pass. Is that the dragon? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you can't help me breathe underwater. <laughs> nope. I wanna hey, just tell him to come grab us after you go find him. Be like, hey Zelfarn, they're there. How did and I then... do it the first time around? Oh, he grabbed us to the city. Hard pass from me. <laughs> I wanna see how yeah. his accordion lessons are going. <laughs> I'm sure I mean, you can I'm probably sure play a couple notes. I'm sure Fala has some water breathing potions if you I wanted got, to. I go to Fala to buy water breathing potions. Yee, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna no, pass. I've got a lot of stuff to do. Okay. Also, this is crazy, Michael. Um, Mike. Me under my control. I'm sorry. That. Sorry. Crazy, Michael. Oh, did you call him Mike? He yeah. doesn't prefer Mike. He actually prefers Mike. I don't know why. Mike. I don't know why. I just yeah. had this sudden urge to say Mike. Yeah. Maybe a past life or something it must have been cool. Cool. um uh, all right okay so you go to follow yeah i go to follow and i ask about um potions that let you breathe underwater they are they are there in in their shop and they tell you they are typically 250 but with your discount they are 225 okay i See, where's my money? I always do this. Mm. You did get 400. Remember, you got 400 from the gems. Oh, I didn't add that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I gotta add the secret. Okay, name. well, in that case, I do buy one. 500. 500. 525? Oh, it was 500? I thought it was No, 400. it was 400. No, it was 400. It's 400. 2,000 split. 225? You said? Yep, 225. Okay, I buy one. Um, but I actually right as I buy it, I stop. And I actually say to Vinley, actually, I'm not gonna go just yet, but is there a way for you to like are you just do you know exactly where he is? Or are you searching for him? I was probably just going to go to the kelp forest and swim around for a while until he sees me. 
and grabs me. Okay. I'm not going to go with you today, but I, I want to go with you again in the future. Okay. And I just, she just holds on to the potion. Yeah, I just figured it'd be something fun for you. Yeah, no, thank you. No problem. And she will like scuttle across town to like uh, like a little food store that has like little, probably the bakery in the dock ward and get little cakes Okay. and put them in a box and put them in her bag mm-hmm. and then go to the docks and start, she'll rent a boat, I guess. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, so let's say a total of five gold for travel, the cakes, the box, and the boat rental. Okay. And she will paddle her happy little butt out to where they last paddled and swim down to where they got grabbed. I'm sure you're doing alter self. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Your form shifts into um, that of the like shark like tail uh, that you normally take and you make your way down and you swim across. And as you dive down into the waters of the bay and see a seafloor littered with shards and shrapnel pieces of wood sunk into the sand from the remnants of the eye catcher, not swallowed in the pit of Umberly's cache. In your altered form, you easily swim down and through the coral reef, not quite sure of where to go before you are quickly surprised and grabbed. Once again, you race through the water at alarming speed through multiple underwater caverns before emerging into the dimly lit layer of Zelophar. Across the ground, you see multiple fragments of the carnival contents within the ships. A strange contraption that billows out steam, making the room hotter than your last visit. A few female-looking drow training dummies. And a couple of nets woven from sun-bleached rope in the pattern of spider webs. You notice a door you walk past that yells, By by loss, teeth! Have you no manners? From the magical mouth that animates from its center. Excuse me? No. (laughs) The ominous sound of a wheezing bellows carrying a horrific, unmelodic tune carries throughout the underwater cave as you notice the creature playing it. A damaged and elongated silver-plated steel automaton. His damaged and crushed torso makes it look like a smoking rib cage, and the plates from his face now missing expose a frightening horror show of a mechanical whirring skeleton. From above the ledge, looking down, booms the excited voice of a young bronze dragon. Oh my goodness, hey, how are you? Whoa, hey, where are your other people persons? It's just me today. I figured we could have a little picnic with cake. What's a picnic? Here, come sit down. <laughs> and the, yeah, the large bronze dragon just kind of cur- like comes down and curls up around you. Um, hey, do you like what Silver Sam is playing? I bet, I bet the other people, the one, the one with the, the coat and the, the wigs would really like it. I think he would too. I, I can't happen to notice, but he seems a little damaged. Oh, oh, right. And, and you watch as he like runs over, g- 
grabs one of the wigs you left him and puts it on Silver Sam's head and it covers that side of his face. See, much better. It's beautiful. I could probably remove some of the the tarnishing and get him to stand a little bit straighter. Okay. If you would like me to. Sure. Okay. So she'll spend some time casting Mending and Precedentation on this thing and make it look brand new, but still with the missing bits that it has. Okay. Oh. It still looks elongated where there's a full missing bottom section of its torso where it's just the understructure. So, but you uh, mend and fix the the chest plate so it's no longer looking like a rib cage or smoking. Um, but it's uh, its neck plates are gone, so it just sits on this spine-like uh, thing that it has its half mechanical missing face that you also can't repair. So it looks better, but still it like looks intentional creepy, now. <laughs> yeah, this creepy elongated pure silver creature automaton and then she'll walk back over and sit next to him pull out a blanket and then set all the little tiny cakes as you sit down the blanket he immediately picks it up hey what's this oh no it's the picnic blanket you set the food on it so it doesn't get into the dirt oh why because you don't want to eat dirt why i eat dirt all the time oh i mean i don't eat dirt but it's like you know it's on the fish that i eat or you know well, it's generally what people do. Oh, that's what people persons do? I don't want to eat dirt. Yeah, it's very high class people that don't eat dirt. Oh, okay. And, and, and he, like, he, he, try, he tries to like get it to, to lay and, <laughs> and like like sits there and messes with it. And every time he like pulls one corner, yeah. it, like it moves and scrunches. And it's like, ah. I let him do it for a little bit and then I just smooth it out. <laughs> And then I set all the variety of different <laughs> little cakes out. And I'm like, take your choice. What are they? Um, these are what we call cakes, pastries. And you cake eat pastries. Poor choice of words. Yes. Um, this one's blueberry. That one's blackberry. That one's poisonberry. I know it's crazy. It sounds like poison, but it's not. Um, I was just about to say, is it poisonous? No. It's just, they named it that way. The Nightlock one, you have to watch out for it. That one's poisonous. Did you bring one of those? I did not. Oh, that's probably the, for the best. Yeah. And then this one is my favorite. It's the dragon fruit cake. Are you eating dragons? Mm-mm-mm-mm. And she'll uh, show a little, like on her hand, a picture of a dragon fruit. And she's like, it's a fruit that grows on trees, I believe, that look like dragon scales. So they call it dragon fruit. It's pink. Mine. Go for it. And, and over, over yeah, the next couple spend, hours, um, <laughs> you spend time having a relaxing time with someone that is very innocent, but also very interested in everything that you have to say. And the entire time is uh, emboldened by the orchestra of horrific sounding uh, accordion, accordion music. music. And there's a, she very much enjoys having someone who is like a child 
to be with and hang out with. And, um, but there's also an underlying sense of duty of making sure this dragon likes us enough to protect us. Okay. And that was, that's her motivation for being there in the first place. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. You doing that old, uh, gray hand mission work. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, and at the end, um, Zelifarn will be sad to see you go. We'll wave and say, you know, next time say, Hey, ma- make sure that you bring all the people persons with you next time. I mean, sure. this is really fun, but you know, I really want to see them too. Well, keep an eye out for us on the top of the water. We can't afford to keep breathing underwater for very long. Oh, why not? It's really easy. Just go. I, <gasps> I, I can breathe underwater, but they have to buy special magic juice to make them breathe underwater. Why? Because they don't have... Um, they're less cool than you and I. I'm not cool at all. I'm electric. Shocking. Well, it's been wonderful, Zelafar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and okay, uh, let me let me take you back because so, so it's faster. Hop on. Thank you. And she'll get on. And Hang for on a moment, tight. there's like legitimate like happiness, like childlike happiness. Like I'm riding a motherfucking dragon. <laughs> <laughs> My, I just have to say, this is the wholesome content we need right now. <laughs> this is so adorable. No, I like how you're like, gosh. I'm going to Pavlov's dog him. <laughs> Disassociate. And he, and he zooms, zooms back and brings you back up towards your... Yeah. But he does not break the surface. Yep. He stays like a good, eh, no, no less than 15 feet down. Perfect. And I will appear to be walking across the water as I walk across his hand, get in my boat, and start paddling back. Okay. <laughs> and I look at Savard and I'm like, God, I wish you could help. Get <laughs> <laughs> oh your fat frog to jump up and down. <laughs> There's yeah. someone else that wants to visit the dock ward, and we're going to go to Seisha. Hello. Yeah. Oh, just real fast also, I get 400 gold pieces worth of spell components and I copy every single one of those spells into my book. Boom. E- easily doable. Sounds great. Yep. Seisha. Yeah. You make your way back down to the Skewered Dragon, a charming shithole that is more of a front than a booming business. And before you even walk in the door, you are met by the vibrant red-headed vixen with looks and attire designed to distract and catch people off guard. Her wide-brim hat sit, um, she wears sits curled against the crooked, broken post she's leaning against. Well, I must be blessed by some god, truly, for the angel has returned my sweet to my sweet graces. Unharmed, no less. I hear you got wrapped up in one of Davil's schemes. By the way, did Tall, Dark, and Brooding give you the message my gratitude for your gift? He did, yes. I'm glad you liked them. They really spruced up the place for a few days and helped kill the smell of this wretched place. I have them drying for keepsake, currently in my quarters. I could show you if you don't believe me. Last time you saw me, you left me speechless. I just think it's unfair. Well, I 
I was just being honest. Um, actually, yeah, if, if we could go somewhere private, that would be good. You expect to be taken back into the tavern, somewhere that she may have an office. But the woman begins to instead walk down the street towards the docks. You walk for about 15 or 20 minutes, playing catch up with small talk about anything that has changed. Your encounters with Manchun, your adventures in the dog book, uh, which both confuses and amuses her. She even remarks on your new shield. And as you come down the sternpost street, you look down the long dock number nine and notice the ship that takes up the entire length. Not quite as large as Commodore Zord's ships, but still a three-mast galleon vessel. And at the bow is a beautifully carved wooden mermaid woman bound in a weave of rusted chains. There she is, the only other beauty to take my breath away. Seisha, me, the chained mermaid. She's beautiful. What, she's yours? Yes, ma'am, this is my ship. Gariel, she's beautiful. That she is. How long have uh, you had her? Oh. Me and this girl, we've been together for, ooh, well over a decade. Served me well. She continues to walk forward and beckons you up the plank. I follow. She takes you aboard and shows you around the top of the ship as you astound and impress her with your knowledge of the workings of the vessel of this size. Eventually, she leads you to the stern of the ship. She unlocks the back aft quarters below the top helm deck. What it opens to uh, is a private world of wonder. Not lavish or opulent by any means like Commodore Zords, but worldly and decorated in the stories and memorabilia from across the seas of Turil. Artifacts, masks, scrolls, maps, tapestries, hookahs, paintings, weapons, and yes, even books. And tied in twine, hanging above the back, curving lounge nook against the wall of windows is your bouquet of assorted flowers. As you stand with your mouth agape, she looks to you with a sly grin and begins eating a blood orange that you noticed she stole from a fruit cart off the street on the way here. Now, who's When I noticed she stole it, uh -huh. I slipped payment for it. Okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> but, <laughs> but as you're sitting there with a mouth agape and she smiles at you, she says, Now who's speechless? This is incredible. It, it's, what an amazing collection. I haven't always been in Waterdeep. In fact, I think I've been in Waterdeep the least amount of time I've been alive, or at least been selling. Definitely been alive. Uh, Do you have and, any idea how fascinating you are? I think I get a, a, a hint as she winks at you, as she walks <laughs> over to a cabinet, opens it, uh, pulls out two wine glasses and a, a bottle that she uncorks and pours uh, two glasses of wine as she brings one to you and offers you a seat at the little nook uh, just under the where the flowers are drying. Seisha takes a seat. She will offer her hand to you. And she will sit you down. Thanks. Um, it's really good to see you. I and have missed you. I, I just, I wanted to come by 
and see how you were doing. We, um, we, we got into a bad situation there. And I kept thinking about um, how I didn't get to see you after, after our kiss. You mean I'm the, I'm the first thing that popped in your head in a bad situation? I can get yeah. used to that. You were, actually. I was really worried. Um, but I figure you've been in a lot of bad situations. And um, maybe... I, I do have a question that isn't sweet. Darling, I assure you, you can ask me anything. And hell, I'll probably tell you the truth. And she gives you a grin. I don't think you've ever lied to me yet. I have not. That's more than I can say for anyone, I think. Um, I was doing some research. There's, there's been a lot of stuff coming up that deals with the far realm. When we were at the docks, you saw that creature. That was a, a Denzian of the far realm. I'm, you're smart, I'm sure you know this. Um, I actually don't have a clue what you're talking about, but I'm assuming it's somewhere not in the forgotten realms. It's not. It's, it's where ancient beings, things that are older than the gods come from. Horrible things. Do you remember a little while ago where a bunch of the city had a nightmare all on the same night? I do. Oh, wait. That, this is that place that uh, when we was at the carnival, that horrendous thing that came out of nowhere, the, the, the tentacles, that's that place, the, right? The Ooh. cult has summoned, yeah. I don't, I don't like that. I don't either. <laughs> um, but I was doing research on it, and I came across... Um, something and I know you used to fight liches I, I was curious if you've ever heard of one called Acerac <laughs> oh darling do I really what do you know about it well let me tell you a story as she takes a long sip of her wine. Aserac was an arch lich who traveled between worlds, was known to take sick pleasure in devouring the souls of adventurers, whom he learned into lured into trap-ridden dungeons where they suffered horrible deaths. One such dungeon lay at the center of a lost city of Amu. Now this dungeon is called the Tomb of the Nine Gods. For Aserac slew nine false gods and sealed them within. Now he had built this necromantic device called the Soulmonger. Yeah. From, from the essence of some undead god fetus or something. Then he hid it in the heart of that tomb. Now the Soulmonger put a death curse on Faerun, and anyone who had ever been returned to life after dying would slowly wither away. Now the Doom Raiders hunted liches, and they died a lot. So they took it kind of personal. And, well, this is how I came into contact with them. They hired me and my ship to take them to Cholt, where this lost city of Omu was. 
and it was a long trip, and we formed a close bond along the way, so I decided to go with them to stop this arch lich. It was hard, and we lost a few on the way, but after facing fierce jungles and death traps, we finally made our way into the heart of the tomb, where we fought Asarak. We barely got him, and Zaraj, well, Zaraj took a disintegrate intended for Tashlin. He died, saving her right as we took him down. Luckily, we were able to get him true resurrected with the riches we got and decided that that was enough on the lich slaying front. Well, we decided to retire and we came here to start anew. Arrakis and I decided to open a bar near my ship. It's fun. Damn, do I miss the sea. Though I can't complain with what riches this city has brought before my eyes as she looks at you as she says this last line. You're really good at complimenting, you know that? I wish I was as good at it. I think you're better than you give yourself credit for, darling. I just, I don't have the words to tell you the things I think when I look at you. They're all good. You're really nice and really pretty. And you fought and won against from what I read was a ridiculously powerful lich. And he was. What happened to the soulmonger? I believe it was destroyed, but I don't remember much. I'm just a little worried that maybe somebody found it. No, we, I'm pretty sure... From what I understand, from what I remember, Davil made sure that nothing would come of that again. Okay, good. With like everything... I said, <laughs> they died a lot. Yeah. And came back a lot. And with the gifts of the gods and when Kellenvor smiles on you, you don't take that uh, gift uh, to nothing. He smiled on Venley. You don't say. Yeah. She, um, she and Harold died, but a friend of ours brought Harold back. Well, or Kira, she's, she's amazing. You'd love her. Um, she prayed and prayed and um, she follows the Phoenix and the Phoenix brought Harold back, but we had to take Venley to the font and they brought her back. That was awful. All right. Well, sounds like you've had quite the adventure here in your short time in this little city. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, just so you're aware, um, when we blew up the the Xanathar lair, um, yeah. mm -hmm. we, we, we probably got a lot of bad attention for that. And um, so if, if for some reason I ever need to hide could I come to you? Sweetheart, you can come to me anytime. Thanks, you talk Gary. too much. And with that, she kisses you. She returns the kiss. Yeah. And uh, that was that was what I needed to talk to her about. So the rest of the time, she'll just be cute and cooey. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. We will fade to black. <laughs> <laughs> no kiss! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. So as as you all finally come back together from your various times out doing things over the week, you all find yourself finally back together um, at Renair's uh, manor. And uh, as you settle down to Versatia to talk to you all and to figure out what is going to happen in the field ward, uh, we're going to enter in tonight's session there. And we'll pick that up next week with the field ward. Yay! Remember, for those that are uh, just coming in and haven't heard, enter hashtag beyond and hashtag eldritch for your chance to win a digital copy of the Mythic Odyssey of Theros, a uh, digital copy on D&D Beyond, and an eldritch foundry miniature. Uh, we'll have like another minute for that. Remember to enter only once uh, so you're not disqualified. And uh, also, next week, we have a special guest. Yeah, Megan Kenrick is going to be joining us. We're so excited. Yeah. I can't wait to see who she plays. Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> I'm going to guess a dragonborn cleric. <laughs> <laughs> you know, averages are pretty good. Yeah, you got to stay on brand. Um, uh, we almost got through everything you guys wanted to do for uh, downtime. We yeah. got that was, that was impressive. You guys got through everything I needed. <laughs> There's job. there's a few things on there's one thing left on Sasha that you wanted to do and uh, a few things on bosses but two two things okay two things yeah but we'll um we'll get to that next week and uh, we will, things uh... on bosses list yeah. <laughs> it grows as time passes Voss uh, <laughs> has the ever expanding list. I yep. have a plan. Uh, I, you always have a plan. But oh, yeah. Um, yeah, this was kind of a, a weird uh, downtime episode, but um, it was uh, some really good role play. Um, my God, that was some really good role play from all of y'all. Um, we needed to relax. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was kind of nice to not be in mortal danger for an episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For a good, like, and, and I wanted to let it sit in. It was four days. Yeah, four days of no danger. Four days, your characters actually felt semi-normal. Yeah, we're gonna, semi -normal. we're gonna get spoiled. Yeah. Um, all right, we got some winners. Uh, winner of the Mythic Odysseys of Theros digital book from D and D Beyond is Crather. Yay! Crather. Congratulations. Congratulations. And uh, the winner, winner of the Eldritch Foundry miniature is Siege or Child. <laughs> I love that. It's an interesting siege name. <laughs> siege, siege Orchid. I read that wrong. Siege Orchid. There we go. <laughs> more of what it is. <laughs> no, I, I like I like the the Quinnum, like Siege or Child. Of like, ah, oh, what do you think that is? Is it a siege or a child? <laughs> siege or child? I don't know. Probably Dude. both. What if it's a siege of uh, children? <laughs> that would be horrific because they'd all be sitting there going, why, 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 why? What's that? What's that? Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in tonight. Uh, thank you everyone who came and hung out with us on this Sunday night. Uh, we cannot wait for Megan next week and the uh, shenanigans in the field ward uh, as we uh, move into the next little bit. Um, so, but yeah, as always, be excellent to each other. May you always roll with advantage. Good night. Good night, everybody. It ends when you're dead, but luckily you're not.
So keep catching the adventures of D4 every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at www.twitch.tv slash rockpunchatl or tune into the podcast, which releases every Sunday on a one-week delay. I might catch you there, but you won't catch me. Rock.